0: <laughs> great I wasn't recording for that That's Oh last. what?
1: No I am Oh okay great Okay cool So I mean <laughs> Have we gotten a funny yet?
0: so upset when I'm like I didn't catch that funny thing you said
2: I've got like three minutes of me slightly chuckling
1: Well this is all yeah, right. Oscars Slightly <laughs> chuckling Right. <Great. laughs> Bitch Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. I'm Andrew. Hey little boy. I'm good. Back for another session of Beef Station. I'm actually, I'm fucked. Yeah? I'm so
0: tired, dude. I was um You just
1: perjured yourself, I bro. You can't finished. you can't lie on the record. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I immediately corrected it. I misspoke. Um yeah, I I, 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 I just can't finished recall on how <laughs> I am. I can't recall. Yeah, we have the fifth in Australia, right? Um <laughs> I was on a film set over the weekend. On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're right, recording on a Thursday, and I still haven't fully recovered because we did like a thirteen-hour day, then a ten-hour day. Yeah, right. Then what a, were you
1: recording? Sounds like a long film.
0: Then a an eighteen-hour day, kind of nineteen. A long film. And, um Yeah, that'll play. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> the Irishman. Yeah. Fuck no, yeah. It, um, Come who the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it just I, I reckon I got about like 10 hours of sleep over the whole 72-hour period. And Damn. it was really, really, like it was very rewarding in a way, but also extremely stressful. So, I don't think I've fully recovered from that. I'm very I, tired still. I just
1: expected a good thanks, but that's all right. Yeah, good. no, I'm yeah. a real one. No, I'm all right, a real okay, one. good, great. Yeah, um, <laughs> keep it 100. I'm, I'm fine as well. Thanks for asking. That's good. we got a special guest on this week's episode. Friend of the show, Mary, has joined us. Welcome, Mary. International (laughs) correspondent.
2: (laughs) Thanks for having me. I think I'm like the most basic level of international you can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand's
2: not the most exotic of places. Sort of a neighbour. So, we were
0: supposed to record... This is kind of an exciting story. We were supposed to record this while you weren't an international guest. No. And then... uh, you got the emergency call of you can come back now or you've got to wait for fucking months. I was and,
2: repatriated.
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. They, they, they extradited you. So, um, yeah. yeah, now we're doing this and you're currently in hotel quarantine. How far through are you?
2: I'm currently on day 12. I've had... Oh shit, Yeah,
1: live from hotel quarantine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Not much happening. I've had six COVID tests in the last 12 days.
1: Damn. It's been
2: great fun, and I haven't left (laughs) this tiny hotel room in Auckland in 12 days,
0: and I'm going insane. Yeah, is it, because I feel like, uh, are you the kind of, now going into this, were you like, I'll be fine, or were you thinking like, I'm going to really struggle?
2: Well, this is the second time I've done it this year, so I was well acquainted. Okay, so you knew what to to
0: expect, right.
2: Yeah, but this time it's not over Christmas and New Year's, so it's slightly less depressing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, true,
1: true. Oh, and I damn. do
2: have no longer any concept of what time or space is. So,
1: mm. oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to help, help that You're going you're gonna to dive into a very time and space themed podcast. True. Ooh, True. On an actual spaceship. I feel like we've let the spaceship theme lapse we, recently. We are, yeah. We've got to think of some more ways to, bring, <laughs> to playfully bring up the fact that we're broadcasting from an actual spaceship. <laughs> I think referencing international waters is probably a very. A, 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 quite <laughs> a good. bit of a dodgy way to get that going again. Quite good, <laughs> yeah. Bit of a yeah. waste
2: of a spaceship to go to New Zealand,
1: though. It's a waste ship.
2: No, nah,
1: nah, uh, you're right. No, nah, forget it. Yeah. So, the reason Mary's on is because we are doing white boy film of the millennium Fight Club, and we thought, <laughs> what better to do than do what is a rite of passage for every young white man, which is to sh- loudly explain this movie at a woman.
0: Yeah, tell a woman she has to watch Fight Club, Yeah, make her oh watch Fight God, Club. Oh my God, have you
1: not seen Fight Club? H- and then talk about You've her good got to come over to my house and watch Fight Club, <laughs> so we've done that. So this is probably going to be largely therapeutic for, for any women listening. <laughs> First of all, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. Second, second of all, I suppose what tr- trigger warning for men who forced you to watch Flight Club and then yeah, uh, arrogantly explained it at you. Yeah, that's you what might, this is going to be. You might be
0: reliving some experiences from um, <laughs> from some parties that you've been to, where you had to listen to a guy that you didn't really like or know the name for forty five minutes, or you know,
1: Mary, have you ever had a white whatever. man force you to watch a movie other than us two weeks ago? Oh, that's a good question.
2: Uh, I've been forced to listen to a lot of bands that I already knew and was told I didn't know.
1: Damn,
0: <laughs> that rules. You're like, yeah, yeah, I've I've heard this. They're like, no, no, but I
1: don't think, yeah. Ugh. You don't understand. Is this hit by yeah, the Strokes the way I understand? Is this hit <laughs> by like, the Strokes?
2: Tame Impala is not a band. That's been explained to me a lot
1: of times. <laughs> you know, oh, it's cool, actually really? one guy. Yeah, it's yeah. actually one yeah. guy. You know, he actually bought the house. That yeah. so that house. It, it was it was it was recorded in a house by one guy. <laughs> So that the drummer, I, He's, that's not the guy that plays the drums. Shut up. That's not the guy that plays the drums on the album. <laughs> Kevin Parker, yeah, yeah. He plays all the... Yeah, it's just one guy. Pond is really good, though. <laughs> Pond is good. Pond but is I
2: managed good. to make it to like nearly 28 without a teenage boy telling me to watch Fight Club. And I knew that you had teenagers, nuts. and you didn't. So I don't know how that was achieved. So I we had to
1: drive you by a local high school and get them to shout assumed. out the window
0: at you. It, <laughs> yeah, you were also friends with the people that Made Are me you? watch Fight Club <laughs> so
3: I yeah, don't know how I, just, I avoided
0: it Yeah, yeah, yeah But uh, but yeah, there we go So, okay Well, we'll get into that later I guess we've got to start with our other segments first So we'll do some news And then we'll jump into If we've watched anything else We can chat briefly about that And we'll then we'll watch? get into the No, I'm fucking with you I got news okay, Imagine. Imagine 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 you right. not being ready for the news <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> fuck. Uh, Okay should we, should we dive into the news then? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Beef
2: bullet.
0: Whenever we have a guest on for that shit, I feel like I'm naked.
2: <laughs> it's that was haunting. Horribly exposing.
1: Mostly because, of really. course, we have to strip naked before we do news. That's right. Music. We always do the news yeah. theme naked. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got a couple... Like, you
0: got any news? Like, nah, okay, keep your pants on.
1: <laughs> I got a couple of headlines that I saved up from last time we were going to record this before it was scrapped at the last minute. Great. Due to the aforementioned repatriation. Uh, <laughs> I, I've gotten rid of most of those except for two because I was so I thought they were so good and so on brand that we've kept these. Okay. First one. From Screen Rant. I think we might have mentioned this on the show before, but it was so good it's worth bringing it up again because it's been confirmed. Sure. Greta Gerwig confirmed to be directing live-action Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. with Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach.
0: Yeah. I, I think there must... There's going to the have fuck? to be some... Some amount um, of, like, self-awareness, I guess, to this because I feel like Gerwig and Baumbach
1: don't really do, like, shit stuff. This sounds like so, some insane... I don't know, like, whether it's like a what I'm trying to get at, whether it's, like, a parody or, like, a... Th- this sounds like if there was some sort of, like... I don't know Cutaway joke In some sitcom About like hipsters And what hipsters Have done to cinema Yeah A Barbie re- A Barbie live action movie Co-written and directed By Noah Baumbach And Greta Gerwig it Could be pretty up there On the list with like It's pretty wild Imagine if this ever happened yeah. Type shit It's,
2: it's also a, crazy. a Lena Dunham Polly Pocket movie
1: That was well, the next apparently. one On my list
2: Once step behind that curtain
3: I never come out the same
1: Lily Collins to play Polly Pocket in live-action Polly Pocket movie from Lena Dunham. What do you think of that?
0: I, I'm, I, I missed Polly Pocket nearly entirely. Um, I, so was,
2: I was so into Polly Pocket. So you were into really, them? Yeah. You're definitely. Really this 100% really on your watch movie. list? We were talking about yeah. this
1: before. I didn't have Polly Pocket, but what I did have was a little pocket version of the Batcave that, like, it was like a little <laughs> diorama like model of Batman's head and you unfolded it and it turned into, like, a Batcave thing. Damn. That's there you like go. the boy version
0: of Polly Pocket. Oh, yeah, I remember this shit. I remember playing with this at your house.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. I must have been the only one that had them because I've never seen oh, anyone yeah, that's like Oh, Yeah, I know them. what
0: Polly Pocket is.
1: Yeah, now that it's you said like that, that, I know the that, that, yeah, like, yeah, okay, bubbles cool. and dresses yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Shit that girls like. I never owned one, but I remember being <laughs> super into them at your place. And I'm sure that if I had this personality and was raised as a girl, I also would have loved Polly Pocket.
1: <laughs> there you go. They're great. Uh, so look, look forward to that. i got to whiz through these because i got too many good ones. Um, headline James Cameron says, He had the idea for Terminator 2's John Connor while on Ecstasy.
3: Oh, fuck yeah <laughs> I, remember sitting,
1: quote, I remember sitting there once High on E Writing notes for Terminator And I was struck by <laughs> Sting's song That said I hope the Russians love their children too He told uh, The Ringer Referring to the musician's <laughs> Referring to Sting's 1985 song Russians oh, damn. What a and weird th- <laughs> song to take drugs to <laughs> And I thought You know yeah. what The idea of a nuclear war Is just so antithetical to life itself That's where the kid came from uh, and then it goes on to plug fucking Terminator 17 or whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's exciting. Another little exciting one. Uh, what else we got here? Um, oh, shit. Have you seen this this uh, promo for this new Nicolas Cage film called Pig?
0: <laughs> no, I, I haven't, but I have heard of it. Have you heard
1: of this one, Mary?
2: Yeah, it's like John Wick, but with truffles
1: yeah it looks yeah. sick it's it's yeah exactly the the, the um <laughs> it's like nick cage plays this like melancholic depressed sad dude whose truffle hunting pig gets kidnapped one day and he goes on like a a quest to go and get it I, i've had it pitched as like a like a john wick with tr- a john wick with with a pig, a pig. thing <laughs> but then i've seen seen people on twitter be like this is the most depressing, fucking sad, awesome, like heartfelt movie I've ever seen. Great, right. Get prepared for like, not an action movie, but like Nicolas Cage forlornly and depressedly looking for this pig. Um, I'm looking forward to this. So there's pig. In other farm animal art film related news, um, A24 is coming out with a new horror movie called Lamb. Soon, That's right. Yeah. Starring some, some lady named Naomi Rapace and Snare Gudanson. A, a, a lot of people with a lot of Icelandic sound names. So uh, that's, that's another one that's coming out soon. It's about uh, Icelandic people that make a, an alarming discovery in their sheep barn. This I, so I broke <laughs> A lamb <land my> amongst <laughs> the sheep, if you will.
0: <laughs> I broke my rule and um, uh, watched a little bit more of a trailer um, than I normally do. And this yeah. film looks insane. Have you seen the the trailer for it? Lamb looks insane. I would highly recommend looking it up. Watch the trailer. Yeah, it it, it looks really crazy. And I'm like, not sure how they filmed it at all. It looks like some really strange like VFX crossed with animal acting. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, really crazy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it looks wild. It looks really, really nuts. I'm yeah, not sure I'm how they're going to it. do it. It seems like this, and and there's been that recent string of like, yeah, A24 films. I mean, first Cow didn't actually have much of the cow in it, so it wasn't like the cow needed to really be on the ball with the acting. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, um,
1: I, I got I got a couple a couple more here. Um, James. Gunn, the dude that directed the Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel movies, has recently come out with... Remember he was kicked off Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for making some tweet 15 years ago? Yeah, that's and right. DC immediately scooped him up to direct The Suicide Squad 2. Um, that's come out, and it's apparently, like, really good. It's got uh, okay. a crazy high rating on Rotten Tomatoes oh, the, the suicide so far. Yeah, the Suicide yeah, Squad yeah. 2 so far. yeah. Um, which I suppose is funny because it's like... Because he, he was quit and has gone on to make this awesome movie for DC. I didn't quite click with me. Uh, Suicide Squad is DC and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is Marvel. So he's like jumped ship and gone straight over to the other brand and done this crazy successful movie, that is them, wild. movie for them. Um,
2: is that treated like a defection?
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, it'd, it'd be like jumping off the Polly Pocket movie to go and do the Barbie movie. <laughs> Does that make more sense?
2: Thank you for putting it in terms that I understand. (laughs)
1: Um, So in in related news, he was doing an interview with Collider recently um, and they were talking about the fact that he'd done movies for Marvel and DC uh, and they asked him about any potential crossovers. And I don't know whether he's like, Joking, but the crossover that he suggested between DC and Marvel is that he said he would be happy to do a Harley Quinn and Groot movie. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> he That's wants to do a insane. Harley Quinn and
0: Groot movie. One of those characters literally speaks no dialogue. No, he That's knows. like doing an entire film with Han and Chewie. Yeah, what? They did do that.
2: Yeah isn't that a movie They did that No not it's the ca- entire it's Soul film. film
0: No yeah but he's with an, A human
1: for most of the time Another human Fuck yeah It'd be like if you Only really did it I'd be in for that It'd be like if Tom Cruise's Character just said I am Cruise For like a whole Mission Impossible yeah, movie Yeah 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 No that'd be sick By the How way, sick sorry, is that?
0: I've been a little absent I've, I have yeah, I remember a wild headline But I couldn't fucking find it So All I'm right. phoning a friend With Laura While she's like sourcing the <laughs> Sourcing the uh if right, you well, Let me just engage story properly for me. In these fucking yeah, headlines sorry, That I've I was, constructed the, I, I hope this will be worth it I think it'll be worth it I just right. couldn't fucking remember
1: Two more headlines This, this falls right. more Into the category Of not news Alright Yep First headline Of not news Bill Murray To co-star In Wes Anderson's Next film That surprise anyone <coughs> Okay yeah right? Not news yep. Cool Great. Does that just get reprinted every four years. Yeah, year? he, yeah I think he does yeah. definitely just use the same cast. Yeah. Uh, next one here. Uh, Bond news. James Bond news. Oh, it's, we been have a, not it's had, actually been a while. We have not had James Bond news in a hot minute. Uh, here's the headline. No Time to Die director discussed Daniel Craig's replacement as James Bond. Quote, we have spitballed all of the potential new Bonds. No Time to Die director, Kari okay. Joji Fukunaga, has admitted that he has discussed potential replacements for Daniel Craig in upcoming James Bond films. Hmm. Uh, two years ago, I took Barbara Broccoli to my favorite Japanese restaurant in New York. At that point, Daniel said he wasn't doing another one, so we spitballed all the potential new Bonds. Uh, while his, While Daniel Craig's successor has yet to be announced... Previous 007 actor, Piers Brosnan, has recently given his suggestions for who he thinks should fit the role. So, uh, the headline there is that they've thought about... They've thought about... So, someone's who, thinking about some, it. Someone's, no, they've discussed it. They've well, discussed it.
0: Because you'd hate to forget to do that. Yeah.
1: Before, before you need I'm, to make the next I, just, I just It's just nice to know that the franchise is in safe, it's in safe hands. Yeah. No, I, that is I good. feel... I almost feel sorry you calling can rest that easy. no news. You can
0: rest easy knowing that someone... Is thinking about who the next Bond should be I was worried Yeah Me too Great Because again A ball you'd hate to drop <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: They just get to like The first day of filming And they go Fuck we forgot yeah.
1: James when, when's, when's James coming in for call time yeah, yeah, Me yeah, too yeah. Who are we getting What do you mean who are we getting haven't you, You're like haven't looking you just... down the call sheet And there's just a blank square Like Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck I knew I forgot something 001 002 003 004 <laughs> <laughs> 005 yep. 006 yep. 008 Fuck Fuck
0: just, uh, fuck it. just take Daniel Craig out of the box that we keep him in <laughs> Under contract Fucking make him do another just keep 170 away. <laughs> days of
1: shooting Keep <laughs> him away from sharp shit Please, let me go <laughs> uh, Alright, th- I think that's all the news I got Unless you've got okay, your fucking miracle headline here I have one, headline I have one more headline this which, be good. Now this is
0: crazy Now, the best
1: case scenario here, Mary Is that it's a headline that I've just said Because he wasn't listening No, so no, let's see how no I, knew- I was paying attention <laughs> for it
0: um, Okay, so I believe this is news coming out of Cannes Uh, which happened recently. Mm -hmm. Marion Cotillard said she and Adam Driver had to sing while simulating oral sex for new musical Annette.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. I really (laughs) want to watch that movie. That's related to something. Well, now I do as well. That's that's related to, I've heard that movie's awesome and it's (laughs) written by the two guys guys from the band Sparks who are the subject of Edgar Wright's new music documentary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Well, that's all that I've got. For the news, should we segue into a bit of beef? No, so pleasure. You don't want then. to know
0: more about this. I was fascinated. I was like, "What are they singing? Is it a musical? Are they singing to each other? Is I, it like I original know it's a, music I know it's a as a covers Yeah, it, it, no, it's
1: original music. Is yeah, it? it's a musical.
2: Is it Adam Driver's character not a hero Because as we all know <laughs> <laughs> Heroes don't give head <laughs> That's true
1: That's Fuck true yeah. yeah he's just singing got, The Batman theme <laughs> We've got We've got a sample actually From Marion Cotillard So what is it They're singing while Giving oral sex Adam Driver's going down on her I believe Okay I've, I've got I've got a sample from, from this new song It's an exclusive It's a beef station exclusive Okay great And a little audio snippet <laughs> Yeah Are <yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: you reckon That's good technique <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go ahead. I've had no complaints. Okay, yeah, uh, th- well, that's good. Yeah, right. So good. Should Have we, we been doing originals or <laughs> covers?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I was wondering what the worst cover. I've been
1: singing only be. Beatles
0: songs. Yeah. I reckon American Idiot by <laughs> Green Day would be the worst cover to <laughs> sing while you're doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And, like,. My other question is, is it going to be one of those, like, I feel like it's going to have a very Sweeney Todd vibe if he's, like, coming up for air and singing and then in (laughs) between stanzas, you know what I mean? But, like, if he's just, like, doing it, I don't know, the whole time. Yeah. If he's just... I I feel like that would be very difficult, you know? Having to marshal your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay.
1: Difficult. Yeah, okay. I thought that was a
0: wild fucking headline. No,
1: that is insane. That's, that's, that's so absolutely we'll see. Keen insane Keen to see
0: that scene And be like Oh I've talked about this
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know this I've imagined it Yeah yeah That's right <laughs> okay. It's everything
0: i had hoped it would be Or it didn't live up to my expectations at all So we'll see Anyway Excited all for right.
1: that After that smut thanks dump- to Laura
0: For sourcing that one thank for Thank you me. Thank you Laura
1: <laughs> Jump into a bit of business or pleasure That sounds good Business <laughs> pleasure. pleasure Business
0: Pleasure Business pleasure. pleasure Business Pleasure Business
2: Business. PLEASURE, business. Business. Pleasure. Business. Business.
3: Pleasure. Business.
2: Pleasure. Business. business Pleasure. business Pleasure. business
3: Pleasure. business Pleasure.
0: Pla- business Pleasure. business Le- Pleasure. business
3: Pleasure. business Pleasure.
1: business Pleasure. business Pleasure. Pleasure. business Pleasure. business Pleasure. business Beefness is a pleasure. beefness all pleasure. Of course, is a segment where every week we dedicate a significant portion of the beefness show and Beefness and pleasure <laughs> at the same time. Every week of course we we dedicate so much called that Adam Driver is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Ooh. That's right. Ooh. Yeah. Every week we dedicate a significant portion of the show to the <laughs> official movie of the program. We've done our homework. We've watched our video essays. We've transcribed yeah. those. We're ready to retort And th- now to we're regurgitate off the clock. Them. We're off the clock. We're just that's watching right. shit that we want to watch. We've punched just out. For our, Arch. That's... that's Just for us That's my Fuck. time. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it? Right. Stick around later for the beefness. Right now, it's the pleasure. Yeah, we're going to have a, a have you compulsory... been locked in a room for 12 days with time to watch anything in particular? <laughs> have you got anything you wanted to talk about?
2: I've watched some utter trash, but I also watched some really great movies. I watched... Uh, never really... Sometimes, always. I didn't see you at school today. I went to the doctor. What's wrong? Girl problems. Don't you ever just wish you were a dude? All the time.
0: This is the most magical sound you will
3: ever hear. I'm just not ready to be a mom. Where else could you go? Nowhere in Pennsylvania. I think you should try another place.
2: Oh, it yeah. in different order? No
0: spoilers. I'm I really want very, to watch What do you think? Did you like it?
2: It's absolutely amazing. You have to watch it. It's very good, but I don't know how not to spoil it because it's very simple with, plot. With like a summary.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, my understanding is based on the the trailer, and we'll cut this bit out so you can let me know if this is a spoiler. But this is what I know about it. Is like yeah. it's about a uh, quite young woman who finds out she's pregnant and needs to travel to get an abortion.
2: Yeah, so yeah, 17-year-old girl in Pennsylvania, where obviously the rules are very different according to what state you're in. Which state, in yeah,
0: that's right. Oh. So she travels to
2: New York to hopefully, yeah, get an abortion. Right. And right. it's sort of right. just the horrible journey that a lot of 17-year-old girls just sort of noticing that like men are doing sort of shitty things around them, but she's the one that has to deal with all the consequences right. on her own. Right, right.
0: And I didn't realize this. It sounds obvious when you say it, but the title comes from um, mm. answers to questions that they ask you. I've
1: seen like the first twenty seconds of the trailer.
0: So right, yeah, yeah. yeah, I haven't because yeah. I don't watch that shit. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so that came, they came across yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, I'm not yeah, a fucking
0: bro, idiot. I so yeah, the first I knew that. Fucking yeah, twenty seconds <laughs> of the trailer.
2: So when you go for lady appointments, um, <laughs> they often ask you things. As sort of like, whoa, uh, <laughs> what's that?
0: What's <laughs> that? Yeah. Yep, they ask you
2: Yeah, so questions like uh to do, does your partner make you feel unsafe and you have to answer according uh, to that yep, scale. Yep, yep,
1: yep. No. Yep. And what are the four options that they ask you?
2: Uh do they give never. you options. Is it
1: some It's sort just of sc- in what it's right. just in what way? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: never, rarely, sometimes, 25 always. Twenty-five words or less. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait. Never shuts the fuck up about all these dumb movies that I don't really want to watch and tells me <laughs> to listen to the Strokes album. How
2: often does he make you watch Fight Club? Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah. Has he ever pushed the Strokes album on you that you've already listened to and that you know you don't like, but he says you just haven't given me a good shot?
3: Um,
0: yeah, okay, cool. I'm glad that you enjoyed that one. I've been very keen for it. Also, that's a um, apparently the uh, main performance by the lead actor was... Unbelievably good, and mm. she is basically a complete new discovery. She's never been yeah. in anything before, and she's unbelievably naturalistic, very, very compelling performance. So, I'm very keen to watch her for that. I, believe I wouldn't it. say Women it's an enjoyable movie, too. but
2: really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, we can, I think that might be our next week. I'm so keen to it. That might be next week's episode. Is it directed by again? Do you I don't remember? Know. I don't know any, anything about it. Mary, I just any heard chance? it's good. Okay, because
0: I feel like I, I always. Um, it's kind of grouped in my head with uh, You Were Never Really Here, but honestly that might be because cool. the titles sort of have a similar cadence to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, okay, great. Anything else? What was the shit, even if you just go through it quickly? <laughs>
2: um, I watched a lot of trashy Netflix shows and a couple of movies that I didn't – I tried to get into a real uh, mood of watching Australian movies one day. and yeah, cool. I had to start a couple that I couldn't finish.
0: Damn. Wow. Are you, now, uh, how often are you not finishing films? Is this a rare occurrence for you?
2: This is a, yeah, very rare occurrence. Very well, the I've had a couple of days where I've watched two or three or four movies in a day. <laughs> so, I've that been very really discerning it, huh? with my picks. Yeah,
0: yeah true, true.
2: But I did watch Animal Kingdom on your recommendation. Oh, great. Yeah. And that was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really cool. I'm glad that you enjoyed that too. I would have been like, yeah, I don't know. If someone tells me they didn't enjoy it, I'd be like, what? Why? Like, <laughs> it just feels like it's very, very um, accessible. It's a but sick also sick fucking movie. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, the King is um, really what different. What was your favorite thing about it?
2: Um, well, I think particularly like it's a topic that's a huge interest of me. That yeah. sort of organised crime Watching
0: organised crime Absolute
1: stuff. lunatics live their lives
2: Yeah And I <laughs> I also watched Two Hands Which is another similar Australian crime movie
1: I got a new job And uh, you could say I'm moving on Yeah, what are you doing? Everyone down There's a fucking hold up
2: I'm um
0: Open
1: your drawer Open your fucking drawer open your, open your drawers
0: I'm waiting for a guy Just doing odd jobs here and there Right Give me a
3: case. Go Go <laughs>
1: Was that you on that down job today? Didn't know you could handle yourself so well. i got a lot of work coming up. I could use another set of hands. Well, I just see a chick called Sharon. Drop a big pile of cash on. Yeah, how much? 10
2: grand. And then you come straight back here, all right? Yeah. No worries. It's
1: OK, she'll be back. Just got to kill some time. Who's that fucking Jimmy? Wasn't he supposed to be here by now? You want me to find the prick or what? Did you see someone go through me stuff? Sorry? Someone stole me
2: fucking stuff. Did you see someone go through it? I didn't see anything. Ah! From the late nineties, which is Keith okay. Ledger before he became internationally
1: Before he became dead. Before he became dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> famously. Uh, rest so in so peace. it's sort of like.
1: Famously dead.
2: <laughs> sort of like Animal Kingdom, but very uh, darkly funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a cool. little bit less depressing.
0: What was the name again? Two hands. Uh, two, two hands. hands. Okay, With rosemary hand, um, as well. I'll have to
1: check it. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's early noughties as well, right? And it's like Heath Ledger I
0: and... So, Rose I and play play it. It. Yeah. It's yeah. the same
2: year he did 10 Things I Hate About You.
1: Right.
0: Oh, wow. And quite a different performance or...
2: Oh, very different. So, it's not a rom-com. It's yeah, a sort of a cool. dark comedy crime movie.
0: Yeah, awesome. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Any real pieces of shit that people should avoid? If um, you say my name, I'll kill you. Right. <laughs> 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 <Great>. Right. <Great. laughs>
2: No, so I don't think I've got far <laughs> like
0: enough into that. Not them. memorable. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fair I enough. tried to
2: watch another Australian movie called The Combination, which is sort of about uh, Lebanese Australian teenagers. Mm. Okay. That had the sort of four Australian actors who seemed to play about nine different ethnicities.
1: Yeah, but yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't oh, very great. well
2: acted, so I had to quit that one.
1: Just didn't oh, work. Damn. Okay. It didn't work. And we know your opinions on the Lebanese in general, so it was an uphill struggle anyway. It hey. <laughs> can be <we> cancelled. <laughs> yeah, usually Oscar doesn't go this hard on the
0: guests, but uh, there you go. Usually I'm the one that deals with the um, groundless accusations of racism. Um, all right, it feels got- odd to be podcasting with the man I'm also locked in a libel lawsuit with, but <laughs> life has a way. Um,
1: I've got I, I got something. If that's all you got, Mary.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let okay. us know if you got other other things that come to mind. But
1: yeah, cool. All right. I mentioned I mentioned it just earlier, but these those two dudes that wrote the the song where Adam Driver's uh, eating out Marion Cotillard. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how you said <laughs> Cotillard. Um, yeah, they were in a band called Sparks that has been around since like. 1970, Mm -hmm. they're still around today and they've released like 25 albums since 1970 and they're still together. They're two brothers. The band's called Sparks and they're not very well known. I'd never really heard of them and Edgar Wright is apparently a big fan. Um, Edgar Wright, famously the director of uh, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim, a whole bunch of movies and he was watching some concert one day and said to his mate like, this band's so cool, no one's heard of them. They have a billion fucking albums. What they need is like a documentary that goes through their whole chronology and explains what they're at and explains all the different genres they've been through um, as like a primer and decided in the end that he would be the one to make that documentary.
3: Throughout all the years
1: that I've been making music, if you get on a tour bus with a bunch of musicians, eventually the conversation will go to Sparks. I remember just seeing them all the time, like who are those guys? They are a band you can look up on wikipedia and know nothing. We are Sparks, dude. Please welcome, Sparks. Sparks. Sparks! Frequently asked questions about Sparks. How many albums are there? 25 albums. Are you brothers? We are brothers. How did you
0: first meet? We are brothers. Music, at its best, you hear it and you go, oh my god,
2: what is that? It's insane, but it's fantastic. Each time you'd go to the rehearsal, there'd be something new there, like, that's good. It wasn't like anything
1: else. All pop music is rearranged sparks. That's the truth. There are throwaway riffs that other bands have built whole careers out of. One of my favorite moments is John Lennon, Ringing up Ringo Starr. You won't believe what's on the television. It was the sound of the future. That's what it is It's come out in cinemas A couple weeks ago I don't know if it's still showing Because I suppose It's a weird doco And a lot of these things Don't stick around for very long But I really enjoyed it I I think it's a really interesting uh, Explanation and dive Into this band's career As someone who had no idea Who they were I think it's one of those Docos where like You don't need to care About the band to watch it It's not like watching A fucking Well that's good Because by all accounts Fucking no one's heard Of this band Well that's the point right Because I feel like Admittedly there's like I I suppose there's probably A lot of music docos Like a Beatles documentary Where you'd have to be into who? it <laughs> you'd have to be into it already to be interested in watching it but I think the point of this is that it's an interesting topic and it's an interesting group of dudes and right. the point is that no one knows who they are yeah, yeah, so yeah. they went from like weird 70s like baroque chamber poppy psychedelic sort of stuff through to working with Giorgio Moroder on synth pop and dance music Ooh, in the okay. 70s I'm, I'm before before like uh, the nineteen eighty synth pop thing even went off yeah, yeah. they've gone through all these different genres um they they got a really weird and distinctive like uh, aesthetic for themselves. Mm. The music itself it's really strange because a lot of their music is like actively fucking annoying.
0: <laughs> now you say that about most of the music I like, so I, this right, is only like a, praise from my the perspective. The dude is a yeah. weird singing
1: style, but it's really interesting. They're two guys from America, but they who, were. Who would you compare the singing style to? Oh, he he sings with like a really weird falsetto. Okay. Uh, I I sort of can't describe it.
2: Oscar has subjected me to quite a few of (laughs) their. video clips I don't think there's anything comparable yeah right. So very
1: it's unusual like,
2: we're not talking
0: like yeah mm. okay any um, kind of touch point th- right. they have
1: a couple big hits that like you might hear it and be like oh yeah I guess I know this but they're, cra- they're great and it's crazy that they're not bigger okay um, so they almost look a bit like, like a satire of the 80s yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I was currently just about looking to at the break Wikipedia page for Nicholas Sparks <laughs> <just> trying, to,
0: <laughs> trying to figure out how to flip, slip that in there but Oscar's blown my
1: cover <laughs> fuck no um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool I think if you That's like it's probably funnier than anything I would have said <laughs> if you like Edgar Wright uh, This isn't a comedy drama Obviously it's a documentary It's his first documentary I think it's really great And I think it has a lot of archival footage And a lot of interviews with uh, Everywhere from like big celebrity fans To like uh, normal everyday people That are big fans of the band And okay. I, think it's, I think it's really it's, Is it's George really a dad? It's dead? worth watching No he's not, he's still alive right. And he's in, the, he's in the documentary Awesome, good for um, him the, the movie's called The Sparks Brothers uh, and it'll it'll make you love these dudes. They're big film buffs. They've always wanted to make, nice. have a film project get off the ground. They had like several projects over the years that they worked with like their favorite French directors, and have nothing ever happened with the project. So this new one that's happened at Cannes this year, this movie they've written all the music and all the scripts and everything for, called Annette, is like a long time coming project. And this doco ends with like that movie being made and then being like oh, we're so fucking cool. excited okay. they studied film and like stopped studying film to go and do this like music thing so like I'm really excited for them it makes it, it, makes it feel like they're your boys by the end of the yeah, movie okay. so I'm, I'm keen to that is pretty cool and I think like even though the music is not exactly my kind of shit I love the movie so much and I love like learning about these dudes so I highly recommend watching the Sparks Brothers yeah, it's in cinemas good. now but by the time this goes out and everything who knows But keep, keep an eye out for it what do you got boy? Just trying to save some battery on that laptop.
0: <laughs> um, okay. I watched one film in the meantime um, and that was off the recommendation of another podcast that we listened to. The film is called Oxygen or I guess it's in French. So, it would be like Oxygen. L'Oxygen. <laughs> no, that would be the Oxygen, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> All the
2: definitive article. So.
0: Uh, all I ask is that if you're going to interrupt me, it's not with something that stupid. Um, oh, I guess, I guess
1: it's, it's probably time to call this whole thing off. Yeah.
0: Then. So it's starring uh, Melanie Laurent. Um, that it be
1: actually. Nah, forget it. Now yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Who like, you would
0: re- <laughs> re- shut up? Who yep. you would recognize? Um, Melanie the Laurent as the. <laughs> as
1: <laughs> no,
0: the <Orin>. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, (laughs) She was the In In Inglourious Bastard She's the cinema manager Um, So uh, She's the one who like Sets the fire in the cinema with all the Nazis in it Um, So So she's pretty cool Pretty sick um, well actually okay so interestingly enough so the the, the premise of this movie is that um, a woman wakes up or the letterbox thing is a woman wakes up in a cryogenic chamber with no recollection of how she got there and she must find a way out before running out of air that sounds like buried and that Ryan yes, Reynolds exactly movie. so I don't know if you've heard of this on Mary but there is a movie from horrible. like 2009 or something that no one has heard of but the Oscar and I for some reason just went to go and see yeah and it's got Ryan Reynolds in it and it's the story of this guy who Wakes up in a coffin and he's been buried alive.
1: Yes, 9-1-1. I'm Buried in a coffin in the ground.
3: You have to help me, you have to help me. I can't breathe he end
1: up in the half my convoy was ambushed they got hit in the head they blacked out and that's the last thing remember. I remember for ransom. I need five million dollars bro we love to die here
0: and all that there is in this coffin is like I don't I can't remember exactly but it's like, like a cell phone, phone and a, and a and maybe a, and a that's lighter it. yeah um and and so like he can't even use the lighter because it burns air. oxygen right yeah. and so ah! like' he, Sorry, um, yeah, keep going go. <laughs> Yeah, and so he, uh, you would not live very long in this. <laughs> so he, um, yeah, he, it, it's it's a really interesting film, and it ends in sort of a, um, w- ends with a twist, and it's he starts really a well paced. and runs out of
1: air even faster. Yeah,
0: great. <laughs> He's like, better record this. I use the memo <laughs> app on the phone, and the phone immediately runs out of battery, and he dies. Um, yeah. So the premise is kind of similar. It's very different in its execution, but what I think these films function really is like. Concept pieces, um, because buried was sort of impressive. Because it's like, how did they shoot that? Like, it's such a you know, such a small space. And it, you know, they've probably got this setup where I they can, I know how they re- shot shut it. Up. They've probably got this setup where they can <laughs> remove any of the walls at any point in time. And it, with mm. small exception, you're often like crammed right in there with the person. But Oscar's just fucked off, so I'll see you later, brother. Um, with small exceptions. So, sometimes it'll, like, pull back out and the coffin will get smaller and smaller in the frame and, you know, it's, like, in a moment of where he's trapped and he's s- sort of panicking or whatever. Um, but in general, like, it's a real challenge to make sure that they're trying to shoot this thing in a way where, A, it doesn't get boring and, B, you don't get sick of looking at the same camera angles all the time or anything like that. Um, so, is
1: this, this is a similar movie. This it's Oxygen very movie. similar, yeah. And Great. so,
0: I guess it's a it's it's really interesting so she sort of wakes up and the the i guess the shtick is that the in buried the only person or people that he has to talk to is through the cell phone Um, this isn't quite as um locked off in that there's a an ai in the pod who's voiced by um i don't know how to say this guy's name but matthew almaric um, oh that dude who was in he's been in heaps of shit but he was a bad guy in quantum of solace um, he's he's in the guy
1: what's the message in the back of the painting in Grand Budapest That's Hotel? Right.
0: Yeah, and he's also in, uh, in okay. Sound of Metal. Oh, as like the weirdo. Yeah, eye. The, yeah, that yeah. guy. And yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. Sound of Metal yeah. as uh, the um, girlfriend's dad. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he's he's great. I really like him, but he only voices the AI. You never actually I'm still see so him. I so
1: self-conscious about the fucking art boy examples we got. We're like, oh, this bit part in uh, this right, right, movie, right. and <laughs> this like little cameo part in this. Uh, well, no one's seen this <laughs> film, and I had
0: to um, watch it less than legally, but I think it's now on. Oh no, sorry, it's on Netflix, so I actually did watch it there. But I thought it wasn't, so I started to watch it.
2: Does it make you feel claustrophobic along If you are with claustrophobic
0: him? I would not watch this film um, okay, unless you're a real it. like sucker for punishment because it very much is a lot of like yeah um, realizing that something that you're trying to do to get out of this tight <laughs> enclosed space is going to fail and whatever um, but Buried is way worse for it So in this one She's It's it's sort of a, It's almost like she's Maybe in a bunk bed sized space So it's not like mm. Really tied up in her Whereas Buried was like a He'd coffin. constantly be like Contorting himself around To try and like Press his face against shit To turn around or whatever Yeah um, And that was like A hard watch I remember But um
2: yeah, no, that's my worst nightmare. I'm going to be avoiding that. Yeah, yeah. But Sick this one, movie, like,
0: then. it's really interesting and it's very well shot. It's it's a sci-fi piece, so there's a lot of um, kind of high concept, like, um, very clever production I mean, design and a that a type of thing. it's a sci-fi piece with
1: a lady locked in a box, it's just like, what, a box with some cool blue lights or what?
0: Well, it's a medical function. It's It serves a medical... It's like a cryogenic um, pod, and so right. it's got a lot of, like, life support functionality. There's an AI in it. It, it monitors your... Um, Like, the opening scene, not to spoil, but um, the opening scene is that she has this organically grown membrane covering her, which has been, like, serving all... Keeping her skin hydrated and shit. And so the first thing, in, like, a very, like, birthy way, has to, like wakes up, but can't breathe. So it's like she's been vacuum sealed. And oh, like estate. at the beginning of the Matrix so, with the thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's just, she doesn't have a tube in her mouth, but it's like watching someone try and breathe through a plastic bag where it's just like oh. going back and forth. Oh, no, that, that's I think it, that's, she really did that shit. It was fucking terrifying. <laughs> so yeah. like there's, it's, and it's also sort of like, it's not a horror, but there's really horror-y scenes in it. <laughs> um, it's very tense at some point. It's good? I, it's I, was, it worth I gave watching? it like three and a half stars. It's quite good. And especially if you're in the mood for a little nice tight concept sci-fi film um Ah. it does have a few twists and turns and it manages to keep the plot really fresh i was very impressed by how much because you are nearly always looking at this woman's face yeah melanie laurent and she does such a good job of like conveying the it's she's expressing nearly entirely on her face almost all of her acting is through her eyes or little moments that she has where her breathing is really important because she can't just always be panting so she has to like you'll see her try and calm herself down and she'll do it through like tightening her lips or like um breathing in little short bursts through her mouth or whatever and there's always this threat in the background of like she's got the ai tells her way too often like you have 28% oxygen remaining And she's just like Okay, fucking shut up <laughs> Stop telling me Oh, cool And then it'll be like You have 27.5% oh, It's crazy But oh, yeah, cool. good That's I, worth, I watching. It. worth watching And it's on Netflix It's on Netflix, isn't isn't it? It. yeah Oxygen yeah, cool. Or Oxygen <laughs> I think I'm pretty close there, but yeah. But um, it's
1: just at like the same word, but with a French accent. I'm assuming if you type
0: in one, it'll come up, but maybe it'll be shitty about the accent. Yeah, um, you just go a, like
1: Google oxygen?
2: does it just tell you what oxygen is?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Fuck there's yeah. a grave accent on the first
2: E. So yeah, uh, I think it's actually... For French cute, heads. Hold oh, um, no, on. I think it's, it's actually... Graph. Is it? Yeah, I'm it
1: right, It is a grave bitch. accent. I owe you an apology. This Andrew, I'm sorry that I'm, I correct, so stupid. I'm sorry that I falsely corrected you anyway. on the type of accent on the first E of oxygen
0: That's it. Let's talk about Fight Club. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Why? How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Wait, let me start earlier. Like many of you, I was stuck. No, you can't die from insomnia.
3: I'd flip through catalogs and wonder, what kind of dining set defines me as a person? This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. (laughs) Welcome! I prayed for a different life. So. Make in and I
1: sell soap. This is how I met Tyler Durden. Come on, hit me before I lose my nerve.
3: Oh. Ow! You hit me in the
1: ear. So, Mary, how, what did you think of Fight? What was your expectation when, when you had these two white boys telling you, you had to watch Fight Club? What did you expect you were getting into, and, and what, did what did you, did you get think, into? What did you get into, and then what did you think of what you got into? Nice.
2: So, I'd heard a lot about Fight Club, and I don't know how I avoided it for so long. But I'd always heard people say, oh, you're going to watch Fight Club. And I'd say, oh, it's not really my thing. They go, oh, but it's, you know, it's about more than just fighting. But then you could never actually explain what that more Articulate than just was. fighting was. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So did you did you like it?
2: I loved it. I think particularly as we're watching it as a group, I thought it was fantastic. I think it was the yeah. exact type of tone of movie. I enjoy it. Well. to watch with a crew. I think
0: this is a sleeper hit for fanging it on with a with a group of fun people.
2: I thought
1: you, you were just going mean? to say it's a sleeper, sleeper hit, like, hit. You are <laughs> like a idiot. Not many people. What people should go in on Fight Club.
0: <laughs> no, I think putting on Fight Club. If you're like, hey, let me, I'm with a group of people, let me put on Fight Club. You sound intolerable, but I actually yeah, think because
1: it's it's almost like a, All right, boy, we get it. You read fucking David Foster Wallace. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do, you, or do you? Or the author of Fight Club. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, like, it's, it's it seems like this, like, wannabe Chuck big pollutant. brain
0: art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. It, it is. It has... In, and, actually, David Foster Wallace is a great example. Cause, I like, fucking
1: know it is. Infinite kind
0: of- Jess. But Infinite <laughs> Jess has a terrible reputation. Yeah. And, and so I feel like this has he the same reputation. My- but I will say... Um, no, I was yeah, I was trying to yeah, get your example knowing the explain what perfect Club example. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to just trying to get you on not knowing the name of the author. Oh, okay, right. Um, I
2: think it's always been intolerable because either guys explain it to you because it's a great action movie and they just want to watch men That's beat the shit out of each other, or so wanker guys explain it to you as an like a message about consumerism and revolutionaries. Right. <laughs> right so either right. way. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Two types yeah. of
2: intolerable men explaining it to you. I think
0: mm. it I think it just has a collateral damage of being like people who idolise the wrong parts of the story um yeah. really becoming enamored with it. Um but yeah, uh okay. Well I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it because it would have been really tragic if you were like, nah, it was very mid or <laughs> like
1: it sucks.
2: It'd be a really um, extreme like thing to Subject to someone if they didn't like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those movies that my mum wouldn't like. I think like. my mum didn't like it Yeah, hasn't and it's, watched it's it. It's the same thing. My mum yeah. literally likes uh, grades movies on how much green there is in the movie. Like how much oh, well, nature she's not a big fan shit. Of Fincher There's a lot of green yeah. In this film There's a yeah, slight I mean, bit Of gardening I mean She, she,
2: <laughs> she
0: doesn't want like uh, oh, She's not talking about The lighting palette No she's not uh, like <laughs> Oh is
1: there a subtle Green hue over everything She yeah. means what, like What is there lots of Fluoros practically in this My <laughs> mum only watches Fight Club <laughs> and The Matrix <laughs> Just <laughs> green everywhere No but like She likes like A lot of like <laughs> Natural world Nature uh, Happy movies With yeah. lots of trees And shit Her, her favourite like fucking movie Is British war games Right And so she likes lots of good movies, but it means that like a lot of Pride movies are really dark. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. But like a lot of like, mom looks a lot of good shit. She's not a basic bitch. Oh, okay. But like the point <laughs> is Pride like, hey dad, how you going? Um, but, but um, she. <laughs> I suppose the point is like, this is a movie that would immediately turn you off based on the aesthetic alone, just as like a oh, this is this dark, gritty fucking movie. I honestly and it's not think for the me.
0: title is the thing that this movie
1: has to overcome the most. I think that's what it's doing. Obviously, though, it's, I think it's it, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of people, yeah, think, like, oh, this sounds like a movie about how it's it's really cool and gritty to, like, yeah, go and yeah. F- fight people. Um, <laughs> but that's just, like, so painfully the the thinnest reading of what this is actually about. So, yeah. I mean, like, okay, I can't actually talk genuinely about Fight Club because everyone listening to this has seen it.
1: Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very
0: good, very good, very good. Yeah. But, like, I think everyone listening to this has probably seen it because I think you are a massive outlier. Yeah. Um, So, But I think people might find it interesting to hear the perspective of someone who's, like, never seen it before. Um, Are we going to bother covering
1: up spoilers here or should we just we'll we'll go as long as we can okay Okay. a few minutes not mentioning uh, anything that's a spoilery ending right and then at some point when we get sick of that we'll we'll warn you and then spoil it okay so the first part of the movie i guess
0: is mostly edward norton and we're introduced to meatloaf and i'm gonna i'll let me let me frame this through when we meet the the words right out of my mouth let me frame this through when we meet the characters in the film oh i didn't know that because i like good music but Idiot. Um, so we we kind of <laughs> spent first of bit. <laughs> 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 we spent the first bit of the movie with Edward Norton. We're immediately introduced to Meatloaf, and then we meet Helena Bonham Carter. And I feel like those, or maybe we meet. No, yeah, that's right. Um, so. What did you think of, like, kind of that section of the film where we're sort of dealing with Edward Norton as, like, an insomniac, then he finds the support groups, and then he has the support groups and r- hello, kind Helena of And Helena Bonham Carter is this
1: weird... Yeah. Cr- she's not not crazy, but she gives you this really weird vibe, hey?
0: Yeah.
2: She's absolutely nuts. Yeah. I was sort of slightly disappointed at the beginning being set up. It was just going to be a sort of another male ennui movie right
0: right which i
2: was (laughs) feeling like i was gonna be a long slog getting through that
0: do you feel like maybe this is kind of the film that a lot of other films that do that really poorly kind of felt sore and were like i need to try and emulate this or this didn't (laughs) quite get it right no no i i don't but i haven't seen too many of those i feel like i tend to avoid those types of films that you're kind of talking about but i'm wondering if you feel like this spawned poor imitations or if it's a different thing entirely you know what i mean
2: i think it's a different thing entirely
0: right right because i
2: think it's as it goes on i think you then learn that it is a kind of a satire of that whole
1: notion yeah
0: yeah mm. yep.
1: that- yeah yeah <laughs> is there anything about how this film is shot that we should talk about if we go through category oh, by I category t- i don't
0: want to fucking chew your ears off but i love this is one of my favorite um this is one of my favorite looking films
1: in terms of the aesthetic of it. I think yeah. there's something to be said for like this movie being completely fucked if you watch it in like a poor, compressed kind of version of it, because it's mm. all this like weird, dark, muddy kind of gritty tones. And if you're watching it on like a shit stream, if Netflix fucks you, if you're watching it on like a I don't know VHS or some yeah, shit, it, can it would ruin bad. it for yeah. you. I reckon it would look the, good. Yeah, in 4K. the way it's
2: filmed gives you really like visceral reactions throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel, like, physically disgusted all throughout the whole thing.
0: I remember you saying something about the the sound when it was happening. And I think one of the main assets that this film has is the sound design. I think, like, the score and the sound design are incredibly strong. Like
1: the skin-on-skin, like... Yeah, they even talk about it, but,
0: yeah, all that kind of thing. I think really, like there's very clear and careful attention paid to those elements of it where either the sound designer or Fincher himself has thought like they really need to feel it and it needs to come through in the noise as well. Um, so I think that's really sick. I think also this is a good example of, um, good editing. I think you can look at this film with like an editor's eye and, and, um, see how clever it can be to make certain cuts or like cut back to certain things or do certain inserts or whatever. Um, that just work really well it feels incredibly tight no shot lingers too long but it always i think when we were because i watched it at a palace re-screening and i got to go and watch it in a cinema which was a great experience i highly recommend going and seeing this movie in the cinema if you can um but I remember thinking it always, the film is always showing you exactly what you want to be seeing at that moment in time. You'd never feel like it cuts away from something that you wish you could watch. You never feel like it. I personally don't feel like it interrupts the action at a moment in time unsatisfactorily. Like sometimes I'm thinking when like Edward, um, goes to when he's in the boss's office and he goes to hit himself to try and like get the free, um, the free part, like blackmail his boss. Yeah. Um. It right before that first punch, it cuts and he's doing a voiceover thing, <laughs> and then it goes back to the scene and a kind of like, or it doesn't cut away, but it freeze frames.
3: What are you doing? Oh
2: God, no, babe, no.
3: For some reason, I thought of my first fight with Tyler.
2: No.
0: Yeah. and he talks and over them, it for like, a while.
2: Brief flashes of sort of someone beaten up. Yeah, it's one of that's the few right. movies where, like, the editing you actually notice
1: it. Yeah, it's very like as imp- a feature. Yeah, it's very like impressionistic editing. Hey, it's extremely yeah. bold. I feel like yeah. this is what I think of when someone says a film was well edited because I think of this film as being like obviously edited. Right, but then like in yeah. a- and I think less about. I'm not very good at spotting this editing stuff, but I suppose I like it and it works well in this. And I think that, like, maybe this is a film that, like, I don't know if it popularised it, but it's definitely, like, there are films that do it in a lot more of a ham-fisted way than this does. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. usually, you
2: know I mean? you, you if it's good editing, you don't usually, use, like, notice it. Yeah. Unless you yeah. actually notice it and it's a feature of it. Yeah. And they
0: also do make direct allusions to it, like with... Um Uh, tyler like splicing the film clips into other movies and stuff Mm. so there's like this is in some ways very metatextual about film and about um narratives i suppose but but yeah it is interesting i i i can't i still can't articulate exactly why it's so satisfying but it really is one of my favorite edited movies i think just in all of the choices that they make a good example of um interesting choices with editing is like in, I was talking to uh, a friend of the show and previous guest Zach about this today. Uh, there was an interview by the editor of John Wick 2. And I don't know if you remember, I didn't, but at the end of John Wick 2, um, he gets the call that he's been excommunicated from the hotel and he's walking through subways and shit. And he has to, there's like three people that he has to fight that all sort of, there's like a, you know, he runs into various people on the street. Yeah, yeah. And initially in the script, He fought those three fights in a linear fashion, right? And so it was kind of like this exhausting process where like he'd finish one and holy fuck, he's getting more beaten up and then he's on to the next one and eventually by the third one, he's like, you know, on his last legs. And they went like, yeah, this feels weird, and it's taking way too long. So in the edit, even though it wasn't the intention, they intercut all three of those fights together. Yeah. So you weren't sure which is happening first. You're not sure if he's winning any of them or losing all of them or anything like that. And it just becomes this like kind of disorienting array of moments where he's getting the fuck beaten out of him. <laughs> I suppose him.
1: that is a cool, like, that cool example of like yeah. an
0: editing choice that changes the way that the movie, the movie works. Exactly. And so I think one of the one of the real tragedies of like editors as like people who work on the film is that you don't see the before and after you only yeah. see the after um, yeah yeah but i i would be really curious i've got the on the shelf right there i've got the um uh director's the, the cut. nine hour
1: unedited cut yeah well it's actually <laughs> one of the craziest
0: director's commentaries because i think it's got edward norton and helena Bonham carter and fincher on it as well or like brad pitt and edward norton <laughs> did and, i uh David Fincher so it's got like key cast members which you don't necessarily get very often I feel with director's commentary so I'm really keen to go through and see what they have to say about it I've been meaning to do that for ages so one
1: of you two I saw I found on YouTube recently it's the director who's the director of Boogie Nights oh that was yeah you showed me yeah uh Paul, Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Paul, Thomas, <laughs> Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson did the director's commentary for I don't if it wasn't Boogie Nights it was one of his other movies let's say it was Boogie Nights and in the middle of the movie he's trying to give his commentary and explain some point and he gets really distracted and off put and he's like, you know what, I gotta take a piss and he gets up and leaves the commentary rolling yep. and goes <laughs> up and takes a piss on the DVD commentary. You can hear it. Takes a huge piss. It's awesome. <laughs> and then he runs back move. like 30 seconds later clearly having not washed his hands. Yeah, doesn't apologize at all, doesn't the acknowledge the it. It's, it's great. It's, it's really so good. good.
0: He's like, they'll edit that out and they didn't. They so it's fucking, fucking funny.
1: Life. Well, yeah, but he could have Pause the movie or some <laughs> shit It's pretty funny So, so good Really good stuff Have we, have we able get any, any, any fancy uh, oh, I think the writing is really good And I, I think this is another, another example of like a way in which like The editing's really obvious But it's just good enough And it's just like perfectly done enough That it's it's good and I don't hate it mm. And it's it's funny I think the writing is another one Where the writing could almost be like ham-fisted If it wasn't that good
2: it was yeah it was much funnier than I was expecting. It, it is really to be. it's
0: a really fucking funny movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Norton's performance goes a long way to that. Like Pitt's character, I think he's Can we talk about trying to be how fucking too
1: cool, amazing Brad Pitt looks in this movie?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I'd never had a crush on Brad Pitt before. This is
0: this might be the then one that did. After it. this, yeah. definitely did. Yeah, did
2: you do especially with the shaved head. Yeah, he looks <laughs> so good I with the shaved my head. <laughs> 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 um,
1: oh. yeah, Peak I, fucking male performance. Yeah, he's, is he's Brad Pitt in Fight Club.
0: Absolutely. Like him in Oceans doesn't hold a candle to him in this, I think. It he's so good. fucking nah. cool in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, um the writing could very easily f- feel um. It could feel like those shitty ennui, like, male tragedy style films.
2: Like Garden State.
0: Right. But um, but I think it just manages to, as you say, be enough of a parody or enough of, of a satirical yeah. piece that they've... They, they swerve away from that when they need to, um, but they dive into it or, like, lean into it when they need to as well. Um, you know, the conversations that... Uh, um, edward norton and brad pitt have about like who they would fight and that kind of thing but then they're giving these bizarre fucking answers like (laughs) fighting gandhi
3: (laughs) and like abraham
0: lincoln and shit um it's yeah it's very funny uh and a lot of the i think a lot of the um the the, i I wonder because i haven't actually read the book it's been on my shelf for like 10 years but i've never read it um
2: you don't read, Oscar. <laughs> Got him. Oh,
1: yeah. You canceled. can't read, bitch. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm, I'm like my boy Donnie. I can read. I choose not to. You just don't like to, to yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> me too. So, I think yeah. Sorry, you go. that's
2: one of the things that made me like it so much is it could have come across as very preachy, anti-consumerist and stuff, but all the philosophy is so like
1: childish yeah that's right and dumb yep.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah. but also I think that, that it's something many... he's actually got a core cool message as opposed to just the satire of it yeah.
1: yeah there's so many cool I was watching a whole bunch of um it was a couple weeks ago so I'm hoping that someone else has better notes on this than I do but there are so many cool really deep readings you can go into on this about like yeah. um I, I, w- I watched this one where it's it a 40 minute long video of this German dude explaining Nietzschean like nihilism nihilist type philosophy and about how um much in the same... I didn't know this, but like much in the same way as like the Schrodinger's cat analogy is an, yep. an, is an ex- explanation of why quantum physics... It's not the explanation you think it is. It's like, it's like an explanation of like why trying to explain it is dumb. Yeah, It's yeah, not yeah. an explanation yeah. of the, the concept itself. Yeah. You're
0: not talking about metaphysics. You're talking about observation. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I didn't realize that apparently... I think Nietzsche... Maybe I'm spo- ruining this, or the YouTube guy didn't explain it properly, but I think that, like, there was some level of, like, Nietzschean philosophy which is explaining why thinking that everything is meaningless is actually a bad thing. Yeah. Well, also, I didn't know that, because N- it's, it's often, like, idolises he's like... These, like- <laughs>
3: Nietzscheism
0: is, like...
2: This MF said nietzsche
1: dumb frat boys who are like nihilists and they're like nah everything is meaningless man yeah and this dude was i suppose <laughs> this is obvious but i'm a i'm a, I'm a dumb man Th- but this um, <laughs> this was um, i'm nodding yeah uh it's
2: the difference between someone who studied a philosophy. Science yeah
1: yeah exactly
3: right.
0: <laughs> between Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i haven't studied this formally but i thought Nietzscheism and the mistake that people make like is is that normally but it, it it's actually more saying like so you you should ascribe your own meaning to things because there's because you, you define what is important to you and what is not.
1: Yeah, and I thought that was, that was, the, that was the cool thing about it was this um, and they were sort of tying it back to religion and all these other, like old Greek and like Renaissance philosophers mm. and talking about the idea of like this like meaninglessness of a life. In a religionless and therefore meaningless society, and about how he doesn't have pleasure and how he derives his and defines his own pleasure, and yeah, he doesn't right. feel like tied down. I suppose that the, the in the in the grounds of things, this is like a dumb frat boy analysis of like anti-capitalism shit. But I thought like the way it was like so eloquently described, I thought like, oh yeah, that is cool. It's kind of about like nihilism that's and meaninglessness of- doesn't get you anywhere. Mm.
3: That's
2: kind of like that's postmodernism isn't there isn't any really universal truths it's all your own subjective individual truth
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah
0: i um i thought like the reading that i've enjoyed doing most in this film was i did actually have to write an essay about it at uni at one point and i focused on um uh conventional and toxic masculinity in it um and i thought it was interesting like um, my interpretation at the time, which I wrote like, I don't know, I think eight or nine years ago. So I probably haven't, um, haven't interpreted. Oh, it would have been a little more recently than that, but I probably, my attitudes have probably grown since I wrote it. But um, how like, <laughs> like,
1: Brad Pitt is the coolest fucking guy yeah, that's in the right, Yeah, yeah, didn't do very well.
0: Um, no, it was like how Brad Pitt represents a lot of like conventional toxic masculine traits. Um, and Edward Norton is kind of a, it, it's almost like Brad Pitt's version of what, the neutered man is currently almost entirely, he's only able to express masculinity through like consumerism, which of course is the only way that anyone Mm -hmm. can express themselves in like late capitalism. But the fact that he becomes so frustrated with that, that he must destroy the system of expression rather than adapt and fit in. Like he's like fundamentally incompatible with the new way that men are allowed to express themselves. Um, is, uh, w- was like, yeah, something that interested me and I wasn't really paying attention for it this round but I remember thinking like, yeah, I think this film has a pretty interesting reading of, of gender as well. Yeah. What I wish I'd done is paid more attention to the reflections of Helena Bonham Carter's um, character with that lens. <laughs> this is
2: the only but, yeah. like, representations of women in it are Helena Bonham Carter who is nuts but sexual and then there's mm. the women just, at just the like c-
1: how I like them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then there's the women at the cancer events who are sort of sickly, weak, complaining and crying. Yeah. Or there's the yeah. feminized men with bitch tits. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right.
1: I, I think yeah. that the movie is like a weird, cruel satire. It, it, it's like it, yeah, the whole movie is almost through Brad Pitt's view, Brad Pitt's character's view. It's like yeah. it's like a cruel. Satire, cynical view of what the world is like, well, that, and so that's like all well, he's the alpha male,
2: and everyone else is the beta male.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. And and I
1: guess like your POV
0: is Edward Norton learning about Brad Pitt's point of view. He's kind of being—it's very much a learning text. Like he's being taught about all of these different ways to look at the world and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, well, so, he's like daydreaming. Yeah.
2: he's made, like he's envisioned the perfect view of masculinity.
0: Yeah. He yeah. is the perfect vision of
1: masculinity.
0: <laughs> I think Physically it's yeah. um Yeah, and that's the other thing like it's it becomes a chicken or egg situation in how you read it because um did like if I'm talking about it like it's like Edward Norton is a reflection of Brad Pitt's um perspective, but at the same time obviously it's a conception born out of Brad Pitt's imagination, so it's mm he's almost viewing himself how he thinks that someone like that would view him, which is like fucking pathetic and um, completely docile. And yeah, it's um, but obviously that's not, that's completely also in his head Mm. in the way that he's kind of, He learns to see himself, I guess.
1: Oh, we're so close to it. I didn't realize we haven't. So, like, spoiler, 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 (laughs) spoiler warning. A good good three seconds. If we haven't accidentally given it away, spoilers. Yeah. So yeah, Edward Norton and Brad Brad Pitt is a figment of Edward Norton's imagination, and it's all a projection of his own emotions and shit. Great. That's right. So there we go. Yeah.
0: Um, I also just to arc back to what you said about Helena Bonham Carter being crazy. I do feel like the more that you watch this film. The more her character acts in a very reasonable fashion. Yeah, oh yeah, there's moments
2: a- where it's both. She's both completely rational and completely yeah. insane. Well, that's I the coolest bit it's about
0: genius. The way that Fincher paced her character, yeah. so that the first time you watch it, you're like, "This woman is fucking insane." Yeah. And then the second time you watch it, and she just reacts when he says something, and you're like, "Oh fuck, that would be so weird to hear." And she reacts in a way where you're like, "Yeah, that's how I would react yeah. if I were in her she position." Totally she's totally normal. normal She's totally normal. Weird, but she's yeah. totally normal. Right. Her reactions watch. are completely yeah. reasonable.
1: Well, because like, which is awesome. Because because like when Edward Norton thinks that she's been upstairs fucking Brad Pitt all night, she's been upstairs fucking him all night. Yeah.
0: And so he's like, "What are you doing in my house?" And that's a horrible thing to have <laughs> yeah. that person say to you. And she reacts that way, whereas he's like, "Jesus, so fucking tetchy. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's but really it's great. It's sort of
2: all the stereotypical views of. A woman, is that? Of,
0: of women, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Emotional, like, hair triggers. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's Plating, so,
2: yeah. Really
0: cool. so yeah. good
1: the way it plays through the second time around. I think it's the thing her about- Her performance the, is fucking amazing, too. The, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing in this. Yeah. The thing about- the, 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 Her character in this is sort of how I imagine her in every single movie. Right, right, right. She's always like- Because even, like, in the Harry Potter movies, she's still got, a, like, an air of, like, the Marliss singer. She's still of, fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah.
0: That, that is her shtick. Yeah. Um, I don't remember seeing her in any kind of meaningful... Well, not meaningful, but, like, (laughs) meaty role, you know what I mean? Where you get enough time to see her as more than, like, a bit of a cartoon. I've
1: I've seen her in a lot of weird, cartoony Tim Burton movies. Yeah, And I feel like she's almost been, like, in my head, like... Caricatured. Yeah. She's a very, like,
2: stylized person.
1: Yeah, that's true. Have you seen her in
0: anything where she gets to actually be kind of, like, herself? Or normal, in a way?
2: No, I don't think so. But I think I've seen interviews with her, and she does seem like a kind of weird person too like, I she's mean, in, a, in yeah, yeah in a she, few does things. Seem she always weird. sort of dresses like that normally as a person even as yeah. a
1: teenager she yeah she, she was she did a Louis Theroux's podcast and she seems quite normal and lovely on Louis Theroux's podcast and yeah. I think they talked about like one movie she did where she was normal <laughs> I feel like
0: actually Big Fish which is a Tim Burton film but I think That's she plays normal. yeah it's mm. a little I mean it's literally absurdist but it's not um, all of the characters in it are sort of play it a little bit straighter because it's so absurd and she plays a character who seems quite grounded, I guess. So, there's the... He meets a young girl and later on he meets her as an old woman and she plays the older version of her, of this young girl that you've known. And there's really not any absurdity to the way that she acts. She's just sort of got this like... It's quite a... It's actually quite a sad, like a tragic performance. Um, Big Fish is a banger of a Big Fish fucking rules. If you haven't seen Big Fish highly recommended. It's really really good. It's Tim Burton and I feel like he's being very restrained. Um, <laughs> even like though it's the least Tim Burton Tim Burton film and it's the best Tim Burton That's film That's right. Before. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's got like none of that oh it, d- it still does have absurd set design shit it's, that's yeah, but what's it's so like weird about enough. it doesn't feel like it's, it I yeah. feel
1: like after watching Big Fish every other Tim Burton movie I've ever watched is like him turned up to 300 that's right yeah yeah <laughs> it's
0: like for the first time he was just being reasonable about this. The, mm. his approach to films But have you seen it Mary?
2: no I haven't it sounds like it's something sick. I would like I'd recommend
0: though. it and it's also like quite emotionally impactful mm. at least when I watched it when I was a little younger it was so I think it holds up have we got um, any grievances
1: to air about Fight Club? I feel like I, I was doing a lot of prep that I'd forgotten about with really, this movie Man, i feel me, like, this is Man, like i'm gonna be disgusted. fight club <laughs> and like I, I got nothing i can't remember anything has anyone got any like cool cool thoughts i i don't I, for me impress, this is like nearly nearly, a, nearly a perfect
0: film um i think I, it's doing what exactly what it wants to sorry you you go Mary.
2: well because i i did a lot of reading on it because i only watched it recently and right. hadn't ever really engaged with it at all and yeah. i was sort of disagreeing whether or not it's a like a sort of a revolutionary anti-capitalist anti-consumerist movie right. i don't think it is
1: it's not making really any new points is it like no, I, but I
2: don't think, <laughs>
1: think is it in favor so, of
0: revolution
2: no but i don't think he is a revolutionary i think he's just airing his personal grievances i don't think he's against the system i think he's just against his personal place in it and i think they're very different things
1: right I, th- I thought about the idea that it was him chasing a life of pleasure. And so he was sort of like either being very... He was in a, in a situation where he was either very, very bored and dull at work all day. Or getting pleasure from the shit he's buying. And he sort of didn't have any... any anything... I feel like the point of the movie is obviously that his life was defined and enhanced by the pain that he experiences Mm. and that like your life and your quality of life and your overall like feeling of well-being is uh, enhanced by the experience of pain and discomfort in a way where it's like it's almost that religion thing of like God creates the evil in the world. self-flagellation.
2: yeah. Yeah. We all, yeah. Just the. You need all, the contrast.
1: Yeah, you need yeah. the contrast. So, like, God creates the evil in the world so that you can appreciate the good. And in the same way, I feel right, like the, right. it, it just. I, I feel like the it, the movie is like this weird meditation for me on like the value of um, pain. Well, that's and experiencing he talks pain. About hitting rock bottom. Right? Yeah, and that's I suppose like. The whole That's thing, what he it, talks about. The whole thing is like he gets addicted to going to those uh, support groups at the beginning, mm. and he goes and cries, and he like gets this weird catharsis out of like fake crying mm. in this group. And I th- I feel like the Fight Club that he goes into is the next step down, where he actually wants to feel real pain of his own. Right. So it's like do so you like the pain, pain or the
2: attention though?
1: I think he likes the pain. I, I I think that he goes there and he maybe it's like something to do and it's. This like this like human interaction thing, yeah. But then but I, I think Tyler Durden
0: that, likes the attention. Yeah. Well, I yeah.
1: I, I, I think he doesn't. I, I think he slowly realizes, or maybe like the first time he gets into that fight with Tyler Durden, he realizes like, oh, what? I didn't go there to like be with the people. I went there to like be hurt and feel like I was being hurt. Right. And like the being hurt gives you this like, yeah, it, it like enhances. It, it's this like weird like yeah, this weird thing where like the negative negativity and the pain in the world is what like can sometimes often like give you this contrast and add meaning and positive value to the good
0: stuff. Because when he's burning his hand, he tries to use the techniques that he learns in the therapy groups and Durden like slaps him and he's like, don't deal with it the way those dead people do. And so I guess it's interesting because he's saying like those people, like that's the wrong way to look at this because those people are trying to accept what's happening to them. Whereas I'm saying you should be aware of your own like, experience and, like, lived, like, your s- sensory world, I suppose. That's what he's trying to, like, use to ground him mm. as a way of saying, like, you're still alive, don't fucking give up on that. Um, you should be fighting or, like, keep going or not try and escape the negative emotions that... You experience, which is really interesting. Yeah, the other you get like little glimpses into Durden's perspective in this film, and I really like the way he doesn't like as a character. He really doesn't ever tell you what's going on in his own head very much, but I think one of the most telling moments, and it's really interesting when you're talking about the idea of it being a revolutionary text or not, is that he actually, from from my perspective, he's I would say he's an anarcho-primitivist because he has that line of like um. When they're in the car crash, and then he, uh, Edward Norton is like passed out on the mattress. He's like in the vision of the future. I see you're climbing these wrist thick kudzu vines that wrap the Sears Tower, and people like laying strips of venison and drying them on the side of the road, which sounds like caveman shit in a post-apocalyptic future. Mm. And so, like this idea of like number one, he's he's a, I think he's definitely an anarchist. Um, so he doesn't really have a um, a system of cultural like he he wants. I mean I don't I know that anarchists get mad when you say like oh you just want nothing because that's not really what anarchism is. But it's like he doesn't want to operate within like this um, progressive supportive society. He sees I think he values like the almost like a libertarian approach to the way that you move through life. But then this primitivism aspect of it is the thing that really confuses me because it's not a very revolutionary ideal to want to return to that type of... No, it's, it's regressive, of, not progressive. It's very regressive, exactly. Well,
1: I think the point it's is It's returning supposed to, to balance- men
2: being strong, fighting. Yeah, yeah.
1: right. Yeah. I think, I think that's one of these. I think the point is they're supposed to, Edward Norton and Brad Pitt's character are supposed to be balancing each other out. Mm. And uh, it's like Brad Pitt's character makes some good points and then goes way too far and is like, we should all be cavemen and the men should be the hunters well, and they should be... Because yeah.
2: it's because the um, Tyler's in his head. He clearly thinks that's part of who he is it just needs to come out and he wants the system to be a system that respects that man that's in his head
1: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah right yeah so what do you think about the idea of then like what do you think he's thinking when he ends up blowing up the banks like what does he hope to achieve or is he just without direction and thinks that that will do something that it won't
2: I think, yeah, I don't think it's particularly... I don't think he's fighting for, like, a change in an unjust system and change in the he's hierarchy. He's just lashing he's, out. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's I, really you, you were sort of
1: saying it's, it's, all, it's, it's about himself. It's not about... Well, because,
2: yeah, Tyler is himself. It's his best version of himself in his head.
1: Yeah. I, I sort of hadn't thought about that. I suppose I I suppose. I suppose, I suppose you're probably right. because well, it like, says when he's if,
2: leading all those meetings and stuff, it's actually him doing it. So he's clearly yeah, capable yeah, yeah. of it.
1: Well, I, I hadn't thought about the idea that like, maybe it's just, uh, may- maybe it's just that Like, trying to having this, like, crazy intelligent, like, galaxy brain scheme to save the world.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think that's what he's doing. It's actually
1: just, like, him making him feel better about himself. And so, he doesn't care about, like, how smart or how kind or how, like, how heroic is Brad Pitt's scheme to save the world. He just cares, like, oh, if I was a real man, I'd be doing this. If I was a real man, I'd be doing something and standing up for something.
2: And if he'd been tireless in the beginning, I don't think he'd have the same grievances. So, he wouldn't be fighting for that destruction of the same hierarchy, he'd be happily in that system. Yeah. So he's more upset with his own position in the system because clearly he thinks that alpha man who would be on top is within him. He's just not being recognised for it.
1: Yeah. God, this movie is... I I wish I was... (laughs) I I wish I was as smart as all the boys on YouTube. They explain explain it so well.
2: Because it's also like, I don't know, it's a really childish view of all that stuff because all the, like if you're going to have, like, a 10-year-old envision what it's like to be a man, that's (laughs) Tyler. And all the names are super childish. Like, if you ask a kid to name a club, he would call it Fight Club and Project Mayhem. (laughs) And they'd have a cool clubhouse where you can do whatever you want, which is basically, it's like a 10-year-old insomniac's daydream. (laughs) Which was great, but...
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, damn. Um,
2: So, in a way, it's really childish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so like, it is this weird... like childish version of the service level, which I suppose is why it's this frat boy thing where it's like, oh, it's yeah. about like how bad it is to be a stereotypical man.
2: No, because if you ask any 10-year-old to name anything, it would be Project Mayhem, Fight Club, and they'd have a cool big yeah. clubhouse.
1: <laughs> well, and, and they'd in be it, hot.
2: In the
0: bathtub <laughs> scene, um, Norton says, he's, I'm a 30-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it does like kind of acknowledge that the immaturity of the character um but he doesn't then do anything to actually address the immaturity of his
1: his ideals yeah, yeah. i th- I, ha- I hate to say that like the shit about the um it being a takedown of nihilism blew my mind a bit, but it kind of blew my mind a bit as like a as an extrapolation of like if you think you're so smart, saying like everything is meaningless and there's no point trying at anything because the world doesn't mean anything and we're fucked anyway. Yeah, here's where extrapolating that philosophy gets you. Yeah, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. As like a, I I kind of got a lot out of it thinking about it and. Having someone on YouTube in a video essay, explain that to me.
2: Sure. <laughs> 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 sheep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I thought of like... I, I feel like that's largely my, my experience and my philosophy behind climate change is that like... We're fucked and there's nothing you can do about it and everything's fucked and there's no point even trying. It's a dumb attitude. Yeah. yeah. And this movie was kind of <laughs> like, well, there might be some truth to that, but it's a dumb attitude to carry on to its complete... Yeah, Uh, to its complete resolution, because then you're doing nothing. Yeah, it guarantees
0: oblivion. Yeah, whereas anything anything else has a chance of
1: success. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Also, not a great line of thinking for your work.
1: I have no idea what you are talking about. I'm (laughs) unemployed. (laughs) I have no no, all all my opinions are my
0: own. I've never had a job. My dick doesn't work. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think uh, it's remarkable. I personally like. This is a total change of track. Uh, but I think it's remarkable how well this film's aged, considering it was made in mm. 1999. Um, I feel like this could have been made like two years ago, and it would yes. feel still very modern. Especially because like this film is not light on the visual effects;
1: it uses no. visual effects a lot. One thing that does make me a bit uncomfortable and breaks me out of this. Moment, I don't know how you feel about this, Mary, but the movie is filthy. Like it, everything in this movie oh, looks yeah, I feel really, like really I filthy. To have
2: a
0: shower after I love it. that. I think the pro- I think this yeah. was a production designer's. Wet dream
1: I just don't understand how, Like the house That Tyler Durden And oh, Edward Norton's fuck. Character live in It's is
2: my worst awesome. nightmare.
1: Absolutely rancid How dirty this house is And I just don't understand Like how you even Have a vision For something that dirty I don't understand Whether the movie Where everything Was that dirty Or whether it was Kind of that dirty And I like, have some Weird effect over it Like I, I literally so
0: it, was, it was filmed on film So it has like A natural graininess To, to it Yeah but, but it's, it's Everything's But like,
2: I think the colors as well. Everything's sort of green. That's right. It's green makes think and pink. Of sort of pink. like infections. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it it's makes very me wonder sickly. what
1: he's going for with like how unnatural. Everything is unnaturally disgustingly gritty. Which I suppose is yeah. maybe like a, a cynical the look rock at like thing. it's like yeah right. So it's like a cynical look at like the yeah. modern world about like this is where we are. This is where we're going. So no, this it's shit.
0: it's it's that's I feel like that's the anti-consumerist thing of like right. You've you've spent so much time and effort investing, um, investing in your little nest of IKEA shit. Um here's like all you need is shelter. So here's the worst version of the minimum you need to stay alive. And right. the, and the minimum that you need to stay alive is like a roof that's basically falling apart. It sort of keeps the rain off you but doesn't do a very good job of that. Like mm-hmm. they even have like the luxury of electricity and gas, you know, <laughs> which barely works half the time. So
2: New Zealand housing.
0: <laughs> oh really? Is it about over <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, it'll get that way here soon enough. Um, but yeah, it's. I feel like that is kind of the earliest because that's when he first moves in with um with Tyler that you really sort of get the his introduction to the way that that house looks, and he's like it's shit. So yeah. he's he's kind of confronted by how bad it is. Um, but. Yeah, I feel like that's it's meant to be an absolute stark contrast to the apartment that he lived in beforehand, which was extremely clean, extremely sanitary, but also like completely empty.
1: And I suppose kind of brightly, nicely lit, like it was yeah. this little safe yeah. haven yeah, sanctuary like kind of an IKEA, thing? Uh, thing. Yeah, but like it looked yeah, like yeah. a nice little sanctuary, like a nice yeah. little actually nice yeah. place. It
2: looked like clean but sanitary.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and then cereal. he opens the
0: fridge, and he, like literally, all he has to eat is like mustard. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, which is funny because then you don't exactly see them like making luxurious food in like Project Mayhem. So it's not like no. it's not like his like the health of his lifestyle really changes. Um, yeah. I guess they like well, get a little can, exercise.
2: You can see Edward Norton's character look physically disgusting and falling apart.
0: Yeah, that's throughout,
2: true. Like progressively throughout, and that was one of the things that gave away the kind of twist that Tyler wasn't real to me. Is that after all these fights, he was never bruised.
1: Or I didn't even He gets fucked he just up, He then perfect. the next day he gets fucked
2: up. up the next day he's fine. Yeah. I felt
1: so dumb watching this with Mary because the f- the previous time I've never I never noticed that before the, either. By the, the way, the previous time <laughs> I watched this movie was when I was about fourteen or fifteen, mm. and uh, on, at yeah. the point where um, the movie is really <laughs> at the point where the movie is really like attention everyone, Tyler Durden is Edward Norton. Yeah. They are the same person. Here's a <laughs> replay of every scene where you thought there were two people, but it's actually one. And Mary was kind of on her phone. It I was like, Mary, are you getting this? Are you seeing this? Yeah. And she was like, oh, what? Yeah, fucking obviously. Did we not, did we not yeah, know that for yeah, the whole yeah. movie? And I, I, also, thought, I felt so dumb. I didn't pick it.
2: And I also didn't think there was just going to be the plot of someone blew up his apartment for no apparent reason. It was clearly him.
1: No, oh, Because yeah, they showed yeah. you that it was some random gas leak and a of spark.
0: I think the idea there is that it's like, well, when I first watched it, I thought Tyler did it, but I thought yeah. he did it to get, to get, like, him off. To get influence over. Yeah. But I had the
2: thought, but like he's just a random guy sitting next to him on a plane who's clearly a loser. Why does he care about yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. I um,
0: I definitely didn't pick up on the twist the first time I watched it. But I'll, the first time I watched it, I was, I was like like a lot
1: younger. So like,
0: Well, the dumbest thing. I'm also an idiot, so stupid she might just be smarter than me. <laughs> the, the friends that I was telling you about that told me to watch it, in the conversation <laughs> yeah. where they were telling me to watch it, told me the twist. And then they were like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, that. sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah,
2: exactly. I would have found that funny. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: they did. And, and then I was watching it on my iPod video in bed. Um, fuck. And uh, yeah, the first <laughs> time I watched this was on an iPod video. I think I talked about that when I, when I yeah, saw it at did. the cinema. That's why it's so good in the cinema. Um, but I remember getting to that scene and being like, oh, fuck, I already knew that. And it was so (laughs) compelling
1: That I had completely forgotten That's the 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 best case though It's so good
0: I'm so glad I still got to hear it I watched The
1: Sixth Sense uh, Having had it spoiled for me And then forgetting The Twist And as soon as you find out The the Twist ending to The Sixth Sense uh, I was like Oh, I did know that Yeah It's awesome
2: Yeah, somehow I managed Avoided watching it And avoided being told The Twist I don't know how Yeah, that's crazy to me
0: too Mm. Because you managed to avoid The Twist That's what you get for being smart You
1: ruined The Twist yourself <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Cat of
0: the show Scout has made an appearance. Hello, Scout! <laughs> hey,
1: you just have no no qualms but just like just providing visual commentary for shit that we could just cut out in editing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> it's like
2: that's, oh, that's one thing I'd be interested to know is like how do you guys do it differently from watching it as like youngish teenagers to grown men?
0: <laughs> I think I probably pivoted on seeing like Brad Pitt's perspective is aspirational. I think I I probably could see, it might've been like a, as a teenager, I probably thought something like, um, wouldn't it be nice if things could be like this, but the system is going to get in the way. And so it's not a happy story. Whereas now I'm like, If everyone's like that It's Everyone is an asshole. Like If everyone's like Brad Pitt Yeah Like you can't live like that In a
1: society I
3: definitely
0: don't (laughs) I
1: definitely don't think That I was ever watching this movie Being like Brad Pitt is awesome Yeah But Part yeah, of you is like was. Brad Pitt is fucking awesome. Oh, he's a teenage, fucking a teenage boy. He's this hot cut dude, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who like everybody, everybody likes. So like part of it like a teenage boy. Everyone wants that. So everyone, everyone watches that, and to some degree is like oh, I want to be fucking Brad Pitt. Think- and you're right. The more you watch it now, the more you're like, oh, this dude's a fucking sociopath.
0: Yeah, and I don't. I also <laughs> don't want to be Edward Norton, right? No. At the start of the film, and so he's not aspirational either because I think the thing that has stuck with me. Um, Which is small brain shit, but um, it's like you should be questioning. And I think in this sense, it's a revolutionary text. You should be Hmm. questioning why the system around you is what it is and why it expects certain things of you. Um, Because I think at its core, like it's satirizing a lot of the advice that we've gotten about that and why you should be angry and who you should be angry at. Um, Yeah. Especially like the idea that men should be casting off women as like, yeah. um, not part of the solution or anything, um, but I think, uh, yeah, but I think it's still useful for sparking in young men and young people's brains um, the question of like, yeah, why are things the way that they are, and and why why do I have so much of my life focused on what I should own and why it's important to live like everyone else. And um, you know why I why everything seems so boring all the time. But I also think ne- like that was that's a very '90s zeitgeist kind of sensation. Mm. Yeah. Um it's almost like that American Beauty. Um, mm. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> it's it's almost like um, why like midlife. It's very midlife crisis focused, yeah. and it's very like. You've reached suburban aspiration. This is more like metropolitan than suburban, but like you've reached the aspiration of exactly who you think you should be. So all
1: you like, have to do is maintain. That's right. And Edward yeah. Norton says, "Like yeah. I was
0: nearly complete or some shit," because he would almost finished off ordering all the shit that he needed for his apartment. So his apartment <laughs> is like him being a complete. That's person. a fair point.
1: It's like he had defined himself by the stuff he was amassing, and the the obviously this yeah. is the this is the dumb normie consumerist approach uh, consumerist reading. Really, but it's like I don't think he it's defined a dumb him part of or, the film. All I mean is like I'm about to yeah. say something which I think is better than what I'm saying. Okay, now. But like um, he defined himself by the stuff he owned and by the, the, the his possessions in yeah. that consumerist way. And so like he was almost at a point where it's like, if I get everything I want, what then? I have like nothing left to live for. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, th- 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 then he just has to maintain he has this boring fucking nothing of a, like a void of a life.
2: Yeah, but and I think it's also amazing. a warning that it means like by not necessarily buying into that 100% doesn't mean blowing it up either. That's right. Yeah, yeah. What do you so think about the message feminist? against extremism in a way?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I, I've never tried for my own fe- unique feminist reading on anything before, so maybe I'm doing this wrong. Ooh, but what do you th- what do you think of the yeah? What do you think of the idea that like every single dude in this movie is a fucking idiot, and the only woman in this movie is like the most sane character in the whole fucking movie?
2: But they all view her as completely insane.
1: Yeah, but they're yeah. all idiots.
2: Yeah.
1: Edward Norton and Brad Pitt are both. Oh, one of them's crazy and one of them's not even fucking real. Well, Pitt doesn't <laughs> view her as... I mean, I
0: think maybe Pitt does view her as an idiot, but I think he more views her as a threat and he mm. like exerts absolute control over her, especially sexual control, in order to make sure that she's subdued, but he, which yeah, is why... But Pitt's just
1: like... His character is this horrific dude. Like, Yeah, but that's why
0: he says, like, never talk to her about me or what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, so that there's no, like, cross-contamination of the ideologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't... He he doesn't... Um, He's like as a from a feminist perspective like the masculinity will try and eliminate um conflicting perspectives so that you are kept indoctrinated and um never forced to question mm. the the patriarchy yeah. i guess that that exists around
1: you i'm i'm uh, off, off base there in that like i see what you're saying about there being like no female characters in this movie but this this doesn't feel like a dude's rock movie this feels like a like a dude suck movie. And here's exactly why.
2: Yeah. I think it depends. You could have different readings on it. It's sort of like, if it, is it sort of, uh, celebrating the bad aspects of masculinity as in like the fighting and the exclusion of women and those sort of things, or is it yet yeah, dude suck because of these things?
1: I, I, th- I think I think that you can you could you can have idiots read this for the first one, but those are the same people that are like, oh, it's awesome. You could watch people fight in yeah. a club.
0: <laughs> I really want to run into someone whose perspective is like, fuck, the fight scenes are so good in that. Yeah, movie. I mean they are. but oh, they're like, out not, there. Not because yeah, I, I don't it's think like, anyone watch the go and watch a boxing film. You know what I mean? Go I watch South Forest. Yeah. I think there
1: is enough not fighting in this movie that if you went into this wanting to watch a fighting movie, yeah. you, you would, would be, be bored uh, by this movie. Very weird. it yeah. yeah. Or you would think, it, yeah, you, you would immediately go in knowing you have to get so long before there's a fight in fight yeah, club that's like, right. I, I, yeah that's
0: right yeah it's too funny to be that kind of film as well
1: like yeah, yeah I, don't, it is. I don't think it, i really think it's a dude suck movie i think i think it's a. am gonna to explain to you why dudes suck every single dude yeah. in this movie is is like 200 percent of a dude you've encountered somewhere and they all suck and like it could, they're yeah, gonna be.
2: it's dudes who buy into that suck
0: that's and right. when they're yeah. like that suck this it's a this kind of dude sucks movie
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but it's also like a. This is like dudes who think they're great are trying to do a dudes run the world thing, and yeah. they're all fucking idiots, and they're all absolute yeah. lunatics. It's almost like a. I don't know. I've just always been of the firm opinion that women are better in most cases, and this is like a perfect <laughs> example of like. So
2: are you trying to say that Fight Club <laughs> is a feminist text?
1: Uh, all, yeah, what I'm saying sorry, is, I yeah. need an all women remake of Chuck, Fight Club. Chuck Palutnik, <laughs> feminist icon. <laughs> 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 so,
2: yeah,
0: God! An all-female reboot of Fight Club, would where be they're
1: awesome. just living in a normal world with sensible people.
0: I, I would love to see like a toxic university is free, like a toxic femininity Fight Club. What would a
1: toxic femininity Fight Club be? I don't know. Oh my God,
0: is that like? <laughs> is that Are that we like allowed to do bingles? this? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I don't know. Everyone's yeah, giving each other. Just t- yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah. giving each other too many compliments. Yeah. A lot of that. A
2: lot of passive aggression rather than fighting. That's like to-
0: toxic positivity mm. would be great. <laughs> That's like sorry to bother you. <laughs> um, yeah, shit. But I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I actually had a point and I completely forgot what it was. So. Mm. Instead of don't talk about, about it, it's gonna be really
1: like, one? "You're gonna talk about me." Mm, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think it's really funny that you would be talking to me about her. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah, alright, this podcast's going for another two hours yeah, yeah, yeah. I got
0: some shit to <laughs> yeah. Good
1: back. riff, good riff, good riff <laughs> Shut up, darling, I got some stuff to say <laughs> oh, Fuck <laughs> um, Are there any movies that
0: you would compare this to, Mary?
2: Uh, it reminded me a lot of American Beauty and Garden State
0: I've never seen Garden State, but American Beauty was a big fave of mine when I was younger
2: What you, <laughs> would
1: you like more between, gardens, between American Beauty and this?
2: I think this is best than American Beauty and then Garden State because it's sort of those other ones are instead of the sort of disenfranchised man being saved by like a manic pixie dream girl, he's saved by beating the shit out of people. Yeah, saved by his own
1: like, and also not really saved. Manic pixie yeah, dream true. boy. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. And I, I I totally agree. I think there's a lot of like thematic similarity with um. American beauty and I think mm. it is along that like consumerist midlife crisis like what does all this stuff that I've spent so much time and effort trying to accumulate actually mean to me yeah um, mm. rather than like what do I value and what do I want out of life rather than what I've been constantly told to value and get out of life
2: is it sort of the like, difference between like a cry like an existential crisis in your like youth because it doesn't seem like too old of a character as opposed to a midlife Kevin crisis Spacey. Kevin Spacey yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and it's interesting too. Sorry, what the point that I was going to make earlier, which I remembered, is like I'd be keen to hear what um, young people now feel about that, especially like Mm. maybe twenty-year-olds who've moved out of home, because I feel like. um, the average experience of a young person is, by definition, getting shittier and shittier because everything yeah. is harder and more expensive and you're renting some garbage apartment that actually looks like the house in Fight Club and it's costing you <laughs> <Yeah>. a fucking fortune. <laughs> they're, like, fortune. having at
1: that sweet place. Yeah, they're like, yeah, these, yes, like this the is idea normal. the apartment with yeah. nice
2: things and it would be aspirational. That's
0: right. Like, why yeah. is he bothering to call this rock bottom when this is just, like, most of Melbourne apartments? Oh, no, I meant yeah. that
1: I meant the dirtbag house, Mary. Oh. <laughs>
0: No, that's what I'm talking about too. Like, yeah, well, yeah, she, she was like, I couldn't possibly have in that IKEA-filled apartment. The IKEA one, yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. It
2: looks lovely. That's yeah, no,
0: <laughs> but I, but like, it is kind of getting to the stage where I think a lot of people, like, as you see the wealth gap widening, a lot of like the average kid is going to have an experience that's like, not closer to edward norton's experience mm. of like being a middle manager in a finance thing and you know like having a having it's still he still has a job where he has to completely sacrifice his morality to <laughs> i thought that's yeah. interesting how they get that get past that so fast with like the equation that he does about oh, the car yeah, i've yeah, forgotten about that whole yeah, thing yeah but uh, like that's its own thesis right there but yeah um but how, like, yeah, that's that—that's further and further away. So yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what like a young person's reading of this is now compared to our reading, where I feel like all three of us, grown up in a life of like reasonable privilege, yeah, I and I didn't have to move into a shitty share house, although I think Mary, you might have, no, nah. not really. Okay, thought, well, I <laughs> I I talked I've talked to friends who have had to, um, and so yeah, I wonder if that just has changed people's perspectives of like how how much this seems like wow, that's really shit versus how much it's like sometimes that's just what you need to do.
2: <laughs> it's quite different because that would be been sort of 90s, very prosperous America.
0: That's right. That's like peak neoliberal. Nothing, yeah. will, ever, nothing will ever go badly. It's going to be no. like this forever. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I suppose this would have been a bit of a commentary on that as well, right? It would have been like, so. this is like pre-911, like... America is maybe just coming down from its like. I think if you were smart, you were seeing the signs. America is the most powerful fucking country in the yeah. world, and this mm-hmm. is like maybe. This I don't know anything about this. I'm talking completely out of my ass, yeah, just like any white man has the right to. But like this is like we're not just women, though. we're just cresting <laughs> the um we're we're just going over the hill, and like this is like a, oh fuck if we're not careful we are get this is like Fight Club is like a vision of the future. Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's like. Um, Well, that's neoliberalism, where it's like, deregulate the markets completely and everyone will be rich. You know what I mean? And then you just have to, if you're poor, it's because you're not working hard enough. Um, Mm. So I think this film has like an awareness of that in the background. It's like, it doesn't, it's not taking that to its core, because if you take that to its core and you want to make a film that's criticizing that, I think you have to do some sort of Marxist reading of it. But yeah. um, But yeah. Yeah, I feel, sorry, Mary, I feel like I interrupted you.
2: Um, I think like it's, it's a difference of, it's not necessarily like he's feeling disenfranchised because of those things. It's sort of like maybe he feels like he's stagnated because other people are maybe catching up. And he's not holding right. on to the power that he feels like he could or once have had. Right. I, like the, I like the lead.
1: personal reading that Mary yeah. has. The, the, yeah. Like I a very he's, small, he's personal, his, selfish of It's his own personal
2: grievances movie. that get caught up in a, like a larger philosophy.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's a sort of a and
2: justification like, for it.
1: Yeah, right. Like like it, it, He's like jumping on this like anti-capitalist anarchist bandwagon as a way of making himself feel better about why but he yeah, feels he, bad about his own masculinity. mmm
2: but if he'd been maybe the boss or the manager or had been Tyler from the offset, I don't think he would have,
0: Might not have had pursued the same that problems. same. Yeah. yeah. So he only has issues with his standing in life relatively to other people. Yeah,
2: because well, I don't think yeah. he wants to overthrow and make a system that's completely equal according to those things. He just wants to yeah. up his own <laughs> base in that hierarchy. A personal
1: advancement. Right? Yeah. I don't know whether we cut it out or whether there was a section where Andrew didn't have the audio for like 30 seconds or something but we were talking about the idea that like maybe like Edward Norton doesn't really care about overthrowing all the banks it's just like he feels powerless and he feels like he doesn't have uh, he doesn't do enough and he feels like emasculated in this big society where he sort of Mm. doesn't have the power to do do anything and he doesn't feel like he's a strong man mm. and that Tyler Durden is like that turned what he aspires to be turned up to 15 where yeah. like it's like Tyler Durden is such a man that he's saving the whole fucking planet he has a plan and he's so smart and he's so strong that he has this plan to overthrow the whole world finance and all of the governments around the uh, world yeah, where it's like really that's a dumb insane plan and it's yeah. just him projecting and like I would feel better about myself if I was that strong
2: but also, I feel I like think, that's like his uh, like existential crisis coming to the forefront. Is he thinks everything he's pissed off with has a bigger meaning, as yeah. opposed to him just being a bit of a loser? Yeah, it's also if you're if you're as
0: egotistical as he clearly is, yeah, he feels like he can get ahead no matter what. And I'm even talking about Edward Norton's character, although he's far less overt about that than Brad yeah. Pitts. At the end, when he says like this, is, I don't want this. This isn't what I want. Um, but it happens anyway. I think his if you looked at his subconscious what he would be thinking is if you read it in a stagnation kind of way and he's paranoid about how much of the lead he's losing mm. um the idea of like blowing up the banks is resetting everyone to a baseline of zero so that no yeah. one has an advantage and he can sort of start rebuilding his lead again
2: yeah so you, know? you start everyone from yeah. the basis, of those systems that don't exist then it's right. the strong fighting mass right. like and macho so- men that take over
0: yeah, so Brad Pitt's character can then yes. still thrive in the same way of like being the leader of the venison layers.
2: Yeah. Rather he doesn't than, want to, yeah, he doesn't want to start restart a society where it's more equal for the workers and those sort of things. No, he still wants yeah. to dominate. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's really interesting.
1: The, yeah. re- the reason I asked before about whether American Beauty or Fight Club was better is because I thought we would have stumbled perfectly into a little better than, worse than and rounded, right. out, rounded right. out the episode. Right. So you right. got those yeah. Garden State and American Beauty... Yeah, and Fight Club, and this sort of sits at the top of that pack, you reckon?
2: Yeah, better than n- American Beauty, and then everything's better than Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any? Um, Fuck that crap. <laughs>
1: I think it's yeah. interesting that those, those are movies that are like a very personal kind of personal journey type movies. I, I haven't seen American yeah. Beauty, but Garden State is at least, and it's in, in that way. It's like the, the more closer related to that. Have you got any other movies that you you put this in the same standing as Andrew that you can compare them to?
0: What's the What's the female Fight Club? Or like the generally feminine. <laughs> we did feminine we did that riff already, boy. We, no, no, no. We're, no, we're, we're I, finishing I'm, the episode. I'm just wondering if I've ever seen anything that I could kind of compare it to and see if anyone's executed a film that I really love. That is, I'm like maybe not promising young woman really, but
3: it's
2: just I don't not think really there's really. Close, there's but, not too many things that sort of, uh, like. Look into female existential angst. I don't think that's
1: yeah. I'm sure that's not something that women worry about. They're better like than the us. <laughs> world.
0: Well, it doesn't sound like the Western world has had a lot of appetite for it recently. Although no. I'd be really fucking interested to see what um what comes up. Probably, I feel like there's some French cinema that might have been tackling. because like, that, like that. existential
2: existential angst? Is a sort of a
1: to do uh,
2: <laughs> product of being the top of the top.
1: Yeah, you sure. know, and you also have an like when, struggle when you have to no fight yeah, also a lot yeah. a lot of the evil is like boy fault. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not like, it's like oh, we fucking ruined everything yeah. and we have all the power and the ability to keep ruining everything. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that's right. Women aspire to have the it power like, yeah, to ruin everything sort of in society.
2: Revolutionary <laughs> female movies tend to be actually just like the feminist cause, whereas yeah. for white men existential mm. movies are fighting. Internal Feeling struggles. disenfranchised and lost. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah. Uh, I've always associated this movie in my head with Fight Club. Uh, with, with Yeah, good one. Dumbass. Associ- <laughs> idiot, idiot, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no! I've always associated this movie in my head with... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Train spotting. Okay, yeah,
2: it's a very similar tone.
1: Sure, I'm glad you said a similar tone because I was worried that it was literally because it was that same crew in high school uh, that we were all <laughs> vaguely associated no, with that likes a, Fight Club and Train Spotting. I
0: think this has a yeah. comparable level of griminess, like yeah. the, the it's the grime,
1: it's the worst toilet breaks. in Scotland.
0: It's feels the same lot sort
2: like of
1: experiential movie, right? This whole yeah. movie takes yeah. place inside the world's, to- the world's the world's the worst toilet, <laughs> the in worst Scotland. toilet in Scotland. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I. I struggle with a worse than for this because, like, I know it sucks to say this, but this is one of the best movies that's ever been made. Idiot. For many reasons. Yeah, I I agree. It's amazing that it's about what it's about. I think it's amazing that it's about what it's about and it's still one of the best movies that's ever been made because you yeah. could do such a bad fucking job of this movie well, I feel like you it, could yeah. be trying to say the same things and just fumble it so hard.
1: I feel like so, the fact that there are so many layers and this does this isn't so overt and surface level with it mm. is one of the things I like the most about it. I go on about this a lot, but I think the idea that this lets you do a little bit of legwork yourself and lets yeah. you sort of come back to a few rewatches as you get older um, yeah. I think that that's one of the best bits about it is that it sort of doesn't doesn't put everything out on the table and sort of spoon feed it to you it really sure. wants you to sort good of think about it I think
2: it's a good well, like what you pick out of it too yeah.
0: yeah 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 I feel like Brad Pitt's fucking cool I wish I was him
1: <laughs> awesome <laughs> <All> <laughs> the fighting. Yeah. awesome yeah yeah it's yeah like yeah. the drive thing you go out and buy that fucking red leather jacket that Brad Pitt's rocking around <laughs> it's in. have you seen that?
2: that he's such an asshole because he's really cool yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah have you yeah. seen that 4chan
0: post of the guy that lives like he like yeah. tries to be more like the character from Drive and then he like goes to a cafe with the jacket on and he Fuck. like acts like uh Ryan Gosling's character so he like barely talks to her and he ends up getting this waitress's number and he goes out with her but he keeps acting like the guy <laughs> from Drive and then he's saying like I've been in this relationship for four years and I don't know how she when just I thinks that this character. is kind of who I am <laughs> yeah. She's never it's really a fucking jacket. funny. Yeah 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 Fuck. <laughs> Anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't have a I don't have a um a worse than. This is pretty I mean like maybe I like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, that's my favourite <laughs> movie, so maybe it's worse than it's that. It's not as
1: good as burning for
0: me. Yeah, literally. Like I'm just Fuck. listing films that like in my top ten would be this it would is, be yeah, below.
1: Because <laughs> I absolutely love
2: that movie too, and I think I think this is worse than either train spotting, but I think that's just because I love them so much and yeah. I don't have no any justification for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Spotting's almost like, I love this movie and I like it more than transporting. but spotting's almost yeah. more endearing. I feel like the yeah, yeah. Ewan McGregor is like, you You can empathise with his character a lot more easily than either Brad Pitt or Edward Norton, so yeah. it's got that, like, that platform of empathy.
1: Yeah, I get yeah. a similar vibe from this movie and the other Fincher movie that I've seen from a similar era, Seven. In terms of like the overwhelming, it has a similar kind of thing. They both got Brad Pitt, that's the main point. No, they they both have maybe a similar sort of vibe about like the overwhelming, uh, the overwhelmingness of like modern life in a big city. Sure. And I, oh, yeah. I, I feel like maybe they have this gritty, grimy kind of feeling to them and a similar Seven kind is, of...
0: I feel like what you said about Fight Club, about how gross it is, I feel that way about Seven. They ha- yeah, me I too. I think Seven is well, fucking disgusting. Seven
1: looks gross as well. <laughs> and they both have a very cynical kind of look at like the yeah, modern, do, modern yeah. life and about like uh, Brad Pitt's young person perspective versus Morgan Freeman's old dude, like you're not listening to me, little, yeah. young boy type type attitude. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of put them, I think I enjoy. I don't know, you can probably catch me on a different day, but I feel like I put them on a similar kind of set. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed Seven. I think I like Fight Club a lot more than Seven. I think I like Fight Club a lot more in this moment now.
0: Seven was very overhyped to me and when I watched it and I was like, eh, it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fair.
2: I'm glad I didn't watch this movie on my own. I don't think I would have enjoyed it as no? much Yeah, on my own. That's good. Have
0: that's you got the um, only yeah. time anyone's ever said that about watching a movie with me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was so good. and she didn't ruin it. Yeah, yeah there it is.
1: Yeah. Have you got? Um, I think we like we asked this about this to that, but I'm glad that we forced you to watch this movie and you liked it. Can you think of a movie that a boy has forced you to watch and you thought it was shit the whole time, and you had oh to? Pretty good uh, on the spot I suppose. You've got one, do you? As long oh, as you, you can cut tell it out? us
0: off. You can tell us off air yeah.
1: Welcome back to uh, a mini-sealed section. Yeah,
2: A movie that a boy made me watch that I really did like, though. Was was this Is it the Sunset Chronicles? It's where like they wait for that like couple... Before Sunset,
1: Before Midnight. Those movies yeah, are Yeah, those, those are good. I haven't That's seen the, the one. third one yet. Oh, okay. I'm deliberately waiting a bit before I watch yeah. the third one.
2: Or uh, any movie that has superheroes in it that a boy's made me watch.
1: You, you love those, do you? I hate it. I hate yeah. it with the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um... Is that is that the roughly roughly the end of Beach oh, Station yeah, for the yeah,
0: week? We're, we're, yeah we still ran long but yeah okay yeah, great,
1: great. Uh, thank you for joining us Mary thank Thanks you for, for being our me. quarantine yeah. international correspondent it was <laughs> a pleasure for finally having me. Of course, yeah. we have no idea how the audio is going to turn out This is a bit of an experiment So if Mary sounds a bit different, this is a bonus episode I'm
0: fully expecting this episode to never come out Because we've lost the audio for some reason You reckon? Fully expecting For some, re- for still some recording. reason, Very staring at Mary
1: phone. with an iPhone Perched on top of a fucking sewing machine <laughs> Being like, it's going to be someone's fault Around <laughs> 19
0: minutes ago I became intensely paranoid that something was going to go wrong With Mary's phone and I haven't. It's been still going, go I've, go go my, my, the feeling I've got
2: since. the app That I have to pay to record things on
1: Wow, Whoa. shit! Professionally, I
0: often have to record. Well, we're then agree, really nothing's going to go on. Okay, oh, true. Well, Get that transcript. live. Uh, yeah. Thank you for
1: joining us. If you haven't watched Fight Club, then you're an idiot. Watch Fight Club. Yeah, uh, we have a, We had a woman on to tell you that it's worth watching, <laughs> and that we're not just saying. We're it. not
0: making it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, yeah can you, can you, you come on every week me. from <laughs> now on? Thanks for having <laughs> me. A Women's Flame um,
2: Fight Club for you.
1: That's it. Yeah. Uh, are there
0: any movies that you would like to force us to watch? That are actually good, but that we wouldn't initially want to want to see. No, because
2: I feel like I've avoided enough things that are marketed as women's movies that, or true, true. that you would have or avoided just any anyway. That
0: you think mm. we would have avoided? But no, I probably
2: just yeah, make okay. you watch a lot of weird documentaries. <laughs> Great!
1: Oh, Great. we'll have to cut you on another time to talk about do- do- documentaries. You're our resident documentary expert. That's
2: true, actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I think that's it. That's probably it. you going you got, you all can, you all can uh, finish listening to the episode and enjoy listening to the Pixies. Uh, Thank you for
0: Now I'm going to pick a fucking weird one for the soundtrack just to spite you man
1: (laughs) Thanks thanks for listening I'm Oscar I'm Andrew I'm Mary See you next time Bye. bye. Bye